You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to episode 367 of Video Monsters. I'm Nathan. I'm Eric. I'm Dan. And tonight we're going to put another episode on the Barbie as we do our Australian cinema popcorn punch out video rack attack bracket. And tonight's episode is going to be extra sultry as I am still recovering from a cold. So you get my uh, deep whispery making love to the microphone voice tonight. That's going to be Video Monsters after dark. Yeah. And I'm likely to be drunk due to my fosters. Foster <laughs> <from> here. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had one of these, so Yeah, buckle up. I've never had one either. I have That's no idea. I don't drink. drink. How is it? Tastes like a pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> I now have the desire to play some ACDC and eat Vegemite. Nice. <laughs> well, at least it doesn't taste like Vegemite. So tonight, uh, yeah, we're talking about Australian movies. Uh, finally, I'm I am excited about this. How, how are you all feeling? Very excited. Eric, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm super excited because this is a, a corner of the film universe. I think that we all kind of agree we're in the same boat here where it's a, a corner of the film universe that is that it's a bit unturned for us. Mm hmm. Um, like for me in particular, I've only seen like two of the movies we're going to be discussing tonight, uh, which is really exciting. Like I always and one that's of if I love they even make it podcast. out of the skull. You might like the two that you've seen. Oh yeah, yeah. Might not even make it into and then out of the skull of decisions. So right. Um. But yeah. So and that's why I'm just I'm excited. Like there's a sense of discovery here uh, that I am just I'm thrilled about. I cannot wait. To find out, I, I I've even t- I even kind of teased earlier that I don't even know if I'm going to use any chaos cards tonight because like I feel like I would be fine with almost any of these, and I uh, I want to go ahead and put it on there for the record, so that way whenever I do use my chaos card, inevitably later on <laughs> in this episode, you guys can say I fucking told you so, Eric. That <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Uh, and speaking of chaos cards tonight, Dan, you only have one because uh, you ended up using all three to revive the apple. And yep. honestly, chaos cards well spent. Uh, I am glad that you brought that movie back, <laughs> and I'm glad that Eric did not love it as much as we did. Eric, you and I are <laughs> going into tonight's episode with two. Uh, yeah, Eric, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. Where uh, this is going to be the first episode since our March Madness that, like, going into it, it is almost a blind bracket for me. Of the 30 films that we sent out in the audience survey, there's only four that I've seen. And one of those, it's been well over a decade and a half, if not two decades since I've seen it. So I remember two things about it, a tiny person and uh, a a cage. And that's that's about it. Did two men enter? Sorry, sorry, I I remember three (laughs) things, a tiny person, a cage and (laughs) Tina Turner. So the um, I wonder what movie that could be. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping that it's uh, a cry in the dark. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a cry in the dark. Did a bing, a dingo steal this tiny person? <laughs> no, Tina Turner <laughs> ate your baby. So <laughs> most of these movies I have not seen. I wanted to do some actual prep and like watch all the trailers in and feel a bit more invested going into tonight. But I've had too much other shit that I've been uh, dealing with lately, so I've not had time. And honestly, I'm happy about that because one of the things that I think that was so beautiful about our March Madness is dan you had seen a number of those eric and i hadn't so for both of us we were going based off of like ooh, that sounds fascinating rather than the last few uh, popcorn punch outs where it's like no fuck you i want my pick to win because my pick is better <laughs> fuck you uh so I'm, I'm looking forward to a bit more of the uh to the discovery and to the exploration yeah we're gonna be voting on some of the like on most of these at least for me side unseen which is uh yeah. Other, unless the other than like you know some of the clips I may have seen of some of these movies in uh, Not Quite Hollywood, which is basically the only movie I had a chance to watch and, to prep for this. And if you go by descriptions on some of these movies, the descriptions are fucking wild. They're batshit crazy. Yeah, the uh, and I cannot wait. The closest that I did to prepping is as I was trying to uh, take care of some other chores and responsibilities tonight. <laughs> I did re-listen to shock treatment yet again. So like I've decided that is just my pre popcorn punch out, uh, like video. (laughs) I'm just going to watch it before every punch out. So you sent us a picture of this and (laughs) I just assumed it was a joke. Nope. But you actually did Nathan. Your problem. We need, (laughs) I feel like we need to intervene here. No, again, it's because the majority of the movie is the songs. There's very little dialogue. So it's just like (laughs) listening to the soundtrack of it. Anywho, uh, Dan, with you having seen many of these movies, uh, what are some of the things that you're excited about with this episode or uh, or or something that you are not necessarily specific title? Because obviously you don't you don't want to give away uh, any of your uh, strategy yet. But what's something that you are hoping to get out of this punch out? Uh, I I want to see three films that are just wildly different, like be the final three. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of. I mean, because it is. I, I for one, I'm I'm stunned that you know it's Australian and we don't have a single Jane Campion film in here because uh, we're not apparently that highfalutin this week. Well, I, in my mind, I didn't, I excluded Jane Campion because I think she's more, she's from New Zealand, right? I think hers are more New Zealand films. Mm. That was my, because I I saw some people recommending Jane Campion and I think she is from New Zealand. So that was my only, that was my (laughs) disqualifier, but. And we also don't have any Bosler movies. We've got some very, we still have some very highbrow films here and some very, very lowbrow films. (laughs) You're welcome. That feels like after watching that not quite Hollywood doc though, I feel like that is like so emblematic of Australian cinema though. Like mm-hmm. it is, you know, you had this kind of uh, countercultural movement that was uh, almost in opposition to the, you know, the more highbrow Peter Weir kind mm-hmm. of stuff that was going on. It it also you know sounds kind of like Video Monsters, where it's like we love our highbrow highfalutin movies. We also love our trash. Dear God, we love our trash. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So I am also hoping that we have three very different movies. And there are, in my mind, based off of what little I've read from some of the descriptions or a, a few of the trailers that I did watch, I feel like there are three kinds of movies that we can get. I'm not going to say what they are because, again, I don't want to tip the scales too much. But when we get to the end, I'll say whether or not the three categories that I was uh, thinking are the three that we actually end up with. All right. So if this is the first popcorn punch out that you're listening to, what we do is we have 30 films that we send out in an audience survey. And we take the five top-rated audience picks, and uh, we add them to our skull of decisions. And then Dan, Eric, and I each go around adding five picks each, uh, one at a time. And then from that 20, we will randomly pair 16 movies down to our top two uh, with a, a third chaos bracket of either the losers of the final round or, uh, as I mentioned a little bit earlier with Eric with the chaos cards uh we have these cards where if one of the movies that we do not want to see completely eliminated gets eliminated early we can play as chaos card and add it to uh, to that chaos bracket uh if we have any rollover ones which tonight both eric and i do then one chaos card can be used to send a pick straight to the chaos bracket the other chaos card can be used to advance the film to the next round uh, it doesn't matter which one is used for which it's just one advances to chaos, one advances to the next round. Uh, we also will automatically advance the top-rated audience pick, and uh, our our usual silent partner, Robert Woods, is unable to join us tonight, but he uh, let us know which movie... Which is it. such a bummer, because he's our Australian friend. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> this is This is all for him. Our resident oh, Australian resident. <laughs> You have all the episodes to not have Robert on, uh, but he is off watching way more movies than one probably should in a week. Um, He's in the Melbourne at the Melbourne International Film Festival. So, you know, if he has to miss an Australian punch out, he's at least at an Australian film festival. Yeah. Yeah, but he uh, he let me know which movie if it gets eliminated to uh, to use one of his cards on. Um, But I I don't know if it will. I don't know if that one's going to going to lose based off of what few things I know about the two of you. All right. So the top five audience picks tonight, and these are in alphabetical order. And uh, I talked to Dan and Eric before the episode, and they said that they did not want to know what the top audience pick is tonight. Uh, So the top five in alphabetical order, animal kingdom, dead calm, frog dreaming, mad max beyond thunderdome and picnic at hanging rock. So, first of all, I just want to say, shocking to me that uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is the Mad Max movie that the audience went with. <laughs> uh, I love it so much, but uh, cannot believe that it is not Fury Road. Our audience knows us well. All right. So, uh, I think we usually start with Dan. So, tonight, Eric, let's start with you. What? Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> don't, don't worry i'm gonna go next uh so that so that i'm not constantly giving myself the benefit of seeing what the two of you pick uh, i don't i don't know if you guys have noticed i've been furiously writing things down while you were talking nathan it's because i literally did not re- remember that i'm supposed to pick these movies until right as you mentioned it. so i'm going through and i'm like fuck what movies am i gonna be picking okay well what is All your right. first frantic pick okay 
Remind me of the top five audience picks again. Do we had Dead Calm, Animal Kingdom, uh huh, Frog Dreaming, uh huh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, uh-huh. Picnic at Hanging Rock. Oh shit! Okay, Th- so uh, I guess I'm gonna go with this movie because I thought it was an audience pick. <laughs> I added it's not, so uh, I'm gonna put in the loved ones. Ooh. Loved ones. I can take that off my list. <laughs> All right, that was I, gonna be my number two pick. So awesome! Damn it! I am going to go with one that I don't have to worry about at all being on either of your lists. So this is not going to make it easier for either of you, and it's also not going to be a surprise to anyone that my first pick is Howling Three: The Marsupials. Of course, yeah, of course, yes. I, I did not put it on my list because I knew it would be on. <laughs> Same. I just I knew that would come through for you. It is such a uh, bad my number movie, one guys. pick uh, is going to be Fortress. Uh, okay, good. I, I I had a feeling. I had a feeling. All right. I uh, my next pick is going to be Walkabout. Walkabout. Out. All right. Oh, um. My all right. So let me cross these off. Fortress and Howling Three. And loved ones and walkabout. Um, I think that for my next pick, I am going to go with Long Weekend. Ah, sweet. That was literally going to be my next pick. Awesome. Cool. Great ones. Yeah. Ones that I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to pick that one are getting picked. Uh, for my number two, I'm going with Romper Stomper. I, I was going back and forth between Romper Stomper and Long Weekend. And I knew Dan was going. I knew Romper Stomper would be one of yours. So, all right. Um, I would like to go with, okay, I have to have this one on here. So I'm going to say the proposition. My number three pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just had to be sure. Had to be sure. All right. Um, I see where some of this is going, and so I want to make sure that uh, that this also makes it to the list because I feel like if this doesn't even make it into the skull, we're doing something wrong as video monsters. For my third pick, I'm going with Razorback. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I knew I could count on you for that one. Yeah. Again, like, I, how can we do an Australian punch out and not have Razorback on there? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Dan, which number three? All right, my next pick, I'm going to go with BMX Bandits. Oh, thank you. Okay. I, you know, there are a lot of Brian Chinchard Smith movies on here, and I kind of want all of them to be in this <laughs> call. He was uh, yeah oh man okay all right so it's my turn again i am going to go with i want to get something that's a little bit different so i'm going to go with muriel's wedding damn it did you say what no i there were two other ones that i was hoping that you were going to say (laughs) listen i i wanted a more uh female centric (sighs) film that's you know of romantic comedy it's a bit it's different so yeah you just want your miramax art house credit going and i want tony collette i need yeah. some tony collette representation which may not bode well for another movie i want on this All list, right. but. there there are two movies that i really really 
really <laughs> want on this list. And I'm not going to pick one of those now. I'm going to pick a cry in the dark. Oh my god. <laughs> Which also a canon film, so carries over nicely. Also nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actress for Meryl <laughs> Streep, of course. Yep. Oh man. All right. Uh, uh, for my number four, I'm going to go with Choppa. I'm noticing a pattern. Oh man, I don't know what picks. to do. And uh, honestly, I'm loving the pattern. <clears throat> Eric, read I've my got... mind. There, there are two picks because this is your last one. This is your last. Yeah. Pick. There are two movies uh, that I need you to really, really think hard about for us to discuss. I shit. I'm I'm struggling here. I have two. I have like three, really, or four, really. I oh, fuck it. I don't know. Um, I'm going with God, Nathan. I hope you pick this other one. And I'm not. I'm somewhat confident because the movie that I'm not picking is one that you put into the skull. Yeah, but I put it's a very. I put some interesting what? picks uh, into the uh, into the survey. So, I I'm gonna go with the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I assume that is not one of the movies you wanted me to pick. No, it's not. All right, Nathan. All right. So now I'm at a crossroads. Do I go with my heart? what I feel like is the appropriate Nathan video monsters pick to round out no. the rest of the ones that I've been going with. Do I go with a movie that is unlike based off of what I know, anything else that is on this list, but it is a movie that I've already seen before. So it wouldn't be as much of the uh, potential surprise of, of not knowing what I'm getting into but it is so unique and it's so amazing. But we can also talk about it a little bit, maybe in uh, in, in our sort of uh, uh, not really our discards. We need a different name for discards because it's not discards. Our our failed contenders that just seems insulting. Mm-hmm. Or there's another movie that of all of the ones that have been picked so far, I feel like it would have fit better in Eric's picks but also one go with that one that I think would be just like really fascinating. There's, there's one movie on here that like I want to include, but I'm also, it's a movie that I'm like, I'm sort of afraid to watch. It might be the same because of, I'm thinking of that because of the content in it, but I'm also really fascinated by, it and it's an important film in the uh, Australian canon. Mm, that might be the same one that I'm thinking would fit into your list. However, that might be. I got it. I got to say, guys, I'm going to have to go with my heart on this one. Okay, going with Rogue. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mad about that because. <laughs> Mm, yeah. I don't know though. We already have Razorback, which gets I, us our good, and we also have Long Weekend. We have a lot of animals attacking 
people on this list already. Also, there's a dingo in Cry in the Dark. So there's a dingo in Cry in the Dark. I was kind of there's, hoping you would go with a film. Nathan's are pretty much all out monsters attack. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> this, this is his are all the shit in Australia will kill you, and we're not talking about the white man. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, I was My kind of hoping that very intentional. Yeah, I was hoping you would have flipped it that last time and gone with Wake and Fright. That was... Is that the one you were saying was going to be my no, pick? No, once, once, once I get Dan's final pick, I'll say the two that I was really... Oh, shit, I forgot, Dan. You have list. another... God damn. Yeah. My, yeah. Well, just kidding. I, I, I think I might actually be um, bailing Nathan out here a little bit. Bad boy, Bubby. God, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's, okay, that is, that is the one that I am very afraid to watch. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Dan. Yeah, the two. So it continues to go along with mine. A bunch of social outcasts. <laughs> um. So yeah, the uh. So I can go ahead and say this, not knowing whether or not this are, these are going to be the ones that make it to the end. But the three basic categories that we picked are roughly the three categories that that I was thinking, um, with a slight variation. Uh. So I was thinking that the three categories that hopefully we end up with now that we know you know the ones that we're going to be discussing animal attacks like heavy weighty like fucking dark emotional dramas Mm -hmm. and just like some just actiony just kind of wacky exploitation yeah and we, we kind of have that rough mix um maybe don't maybe we have a little bit more of a mix of just you know some of that like horror and general action maybe not going quite as dark maybe not going quite as uh exploitation but i feel like we have a, a pretty good mix uh now the the other one that i was contemplating for that last pick and i really really hate that this is not in the skull of decisions like i legitimately am very sad about this uh, i do want to recommend this film even though it's been probably close to eight years since i've seen it Mary and Max is uh, a yeah. really good, really sad. Just it, it tugs at the heartstrings so much, um, but it, it's such a great movie, and it's not in our Yeah, story. I was going between that and Muriel's Wedding. I was those are my mm-hmm. two Tony Collette <laughs> options, and I felt like we had enough heavy stuff on the list. So Muriel's Wedding seems delightful. All right, so uh, I was writing all of those down onto a general list as I was going through and not actually adding them to the skull. So as I do that, uh, the two of you banter for a bit to make sure that uh, we don't have too much dead space as I write all these down. So I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> bummed that Stunt Rock isn't in here. <laughs> um, after watching Stunt Rock, I'm okay with it not being in there. I, that's kind of what I, I figured BMX Bandits and Frog Dreaming yeah. were higher quality films because stunt rock just seems like here's some rock music and here's some stunts and there's not nothing really yeah the the way they bring them into the same movie especially because the the rock is fun at first but then by like the sixth song i'm like no please just set what's his name on fire again or you know throw him (laughs) off because I mean, he's a legendary stuntman, legendary stuntman in, over in you know, Australia. I wanted to see every stunt that man's ever done on screen or just right. crazy shit. Yeah. What's his name? It's like Graham, uh, uh, Grant Page. 
Yeah. Yeah. Grant Page. Uh, yeah. That that movie looks killer, and I'm and he's yeah he's in so many of these mm-hmm. of those films that are talked about in that documentary. Um, the not quite Hollywood documentary. Yeah, I, I'll yeah. say this too. If I had watched that documentary before we made our poll, uh, this <laughs> poll would be looking a little different. <laughs> So what do you think about the fact that uh, Fury Road did not make it into the skull? I'm fine with I feel like Fury Road is that kind of like out enough. It's the yeah. most discussed movie of like the past decade. I feel like I I've I kind of was a little bit anti Mad Max movies, and if we had to go with a Mad Max film, I'm really happy that it's beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> that it's the least favorite of most people. Exactly. Like I feel like it's the it's the one that is kind of like the you know the the uh, whipping boy of the <laughs> of the yeah series I mean, for whatever. We'll reason. talk. We'll talk about it when it comes up. But I mean, it's a very distinct film for people mm-hmm. in bracket. Like it's. For most of us, it's the first Mad Max film we ever saw. So yeah, and it's the only one I have not seen. So <laughs> it's a good, a good uh, counterbalance there for me. I'm also really bummed that we didn't get my brilliant career in here, which is one that I just kind of assumed probably would not have made it to the end. But it's you know, it is a film directed by a woman. It's got Sam Neill and Judy Davis in it. Jillian um, Armstrong is the director of the film, and it's uh, it sounds very interesting and very different from all the other films on the list. So I was hoping to get that. And then Wake and Friday obviously kind of gave up the gave up. That, that was my alternate to Bad Boy Bubby. That was, yeah. the, only, that was the only one on my <clears throat> list that did not make it in. That That's kind of a tough pill to swallow, but I'm also slightly relieved because from what I understand this is a film that has like actual kangaroos being murdered on screen and I just... I don't know if I can, if I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, I'm definitely not okay with it. Let me be clear. I'm, I'm not happy that that happened, but I don't know if how well I could stomach it. Um, but I mean, like, it seems like such a brilliant film overall. And, um, and yeah, just like gut wrenching and fascinating. And it's so important to the history of this film movement in general. But, Anywho, that's too bad. Yeah. We also didn't get the last wave, but we have Picnic at Hanging Rock, so we've got our Peter yeah. Weir representation. We also didn't get Charlie's Country yet. Um, but, yeah, but we do have Walkabout. We have Walkabout, which that, that does have. That was, I think, Walkabout is David Gallipolil. Is that how? Is that his name? Gallipolil. Yeah. He's, he's he's covered. He's he's covered. That dude, he, yeah. he is in like probably half of these movies. That's true. There there is on the Criterion Channel a literal documentary just about him. If you want to. Oh really? That's awesome. Yeah, the, as luck would have it, this month on the Criterion Channel, there is a the films of David Gallipolil category, mm-hmm. and a bunch of these on there. But this, yeah. I, I just watched Rabbit Proof Fence like today. Hmm. So. Yeah, and he he just passed away this past year. I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also in The Leftovers in that third season of The Leftovers, which is my all time favorite television show. Um, so just want to shout out <laughs> David Clipolil. Uh, he's fantastic. He's really awesome in Mad Morgan. <laughs> oh man, Mad Dog Morgan. I, I'm really bummed that we didn't even have it in the poll because after watching that Not Quite Hollywood documentary, which I'm just apparently going to only talk about since it's the only thing I've seen yeah. lately, uh, that movie looks unbelievable. 
Yeah, if you if, uh, if you if you watched Apocalypse Now and or Easy Rider and went, you know what? I don't think Dennis Hopper is fucking high enough. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Dog Morgan is for you. <laughs> uh, we do there have are, another. There are times in that film I don't think he knows there's a camera on him. Yeah, it <laughs> seems amazing. that way. All right, so uh, now let's start getting into the actual fun of this, where we get to uh, pull out the movies and debate them and discuss them and figure out which ones we're going to be talking for the rest of our August theme which mm. this episode might be posted after August so just our Australian cinema theme uh yeah all right so uh again if this is the first time that you've listened to a popcorn punch out we have all 20 of those picks into a giant plastic halloween skull uh dubbed our skull of decisions which i will randomly be drawing out pairs uh, we will be giving the the stats on each of these movies, so the letterbox descriptions, uh, as well as the general ranking, runtime, director, you know, some of the basic information, and then we will debate them briefly, uh, cast our votes, and the uh, majority wins, and then again the chaos cards to potentially resurrect one that we don't want to be completely missing. All right, so. Up first. Love, love that sound effect. <clears throat> Trying to give them a nice good mix to make sure that I don't just pull both of Eric's picks at the same time. All right, so first up, we have uh, something that's going to break my heart a little bit. Uh, we have A Cry in the Dark mm-hmm. going up against Bad Boy Bobby. Oh, wow. Mm. Interesting. Okay. All right. So, about how I wanted things to start. Dark. Um, interesting. I. Oh, it's. For some reason, this movie on Letterboxd is called Evil Angels. That was its original Australian title. Really? I did not know that. Okay. That's amazing. I, I love that title so much. Okay. Evil Angels, a family torn apart, a public filled with outrage, a woman accused of murder. Based on the true story of Lindy Chamberlain, who during a family camping trip to Ayers Rock in Central Australia, claimed she witnessed a dingo take her baby daughter, Azaria, from their tent. Azaria's body was never found, and after investigations and two public inquests, she is charged with murder. Another Sam Neill movie is this one, too. Cry in the Dark is the 1988 film by Fred Shepizi. It is 120 minutes long with a rating of 3.4. All right. Next, we have Bad Boy Bubby. All he needs is love. Bad Boy Bubby is just that, a bad boy. So bad, in fact, that his mother has kept him locked in their house for his entire 30 years, convincing him that the air outside is poisonous. After a visit from his estranged father, circumstances force Bubby into the waiting world, a place which is just as unusual to him as he is to the world. Uh, Bad Boy Bubby is a 1993 film by Rolf De De Heer. Uh, It is 114 minutes long with a rating of 3.7. Which is quite high. Higher than I expected. Um, All right. Oddly enough, there's not a single four- Point oh film or higher amongst these. Oh, really? What? Even Howling Three yeah. doesn't have four point oh. <laughs> That's just maybe if you double it. Maybe if you double the Howling score, it'll maybe. 
<laughs> you know what? I'd be surprised if doubling it would uh, even get it to four. Uh, but we'll talk about that if it actually comes out of the skull. Uh, all right. So, so I'm a little sad that sad and also really excited because honestly i love it when these pairings are the ones that maybe are a little bit more uh difficult to decide on rather than just a, a an all-out clear winner um yeah so so we have a, a a woman accused of murdering her baby and blaming a dingo or a social outcast that ooh maybe no, this, he was the this baby. is the bad moms this is the bad moms bracket right yeah, here. Right. yeah. Maybe, maybe that was the baby that uh got taken away by the dingo and got dropped off at uh, this other parent all right so yeah. yeah we got one bad mom versus another one of them questionably has a dingo bad mom versus a bad boy yeah yeah all right oh uh, man <laughs> one questionably has a dingo <laughs> questionable dingoes that's that's uh it's a great that's, band name. Yeah, I was just about to say that's a band name. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, oh, all right, man. I, I, I think that I have a. I'm kind of torn on. I'm really torn of on what I want to go with. So, Eric, since you're kind of torn, what are some of your thoughts? Well, I mean, one of these is a movie that I am uh, truly terrified of watching because <laughs> <laughs> I heard about it on uh, the Australian episode of Screen Drafts, and uh, sounds sounds great. Um, which is bad boy Bubby. And then the other one, a cry in the dark. I'm it's a cry in the dark is a real surprising pick from you, Nathan. I'm, I'm very surprised, but like, I guess I shouldn't be because I know that it's mostly out there because of the dingo H your baby. <laughs> that is literally <laughs> the only reason so that I can play the clip from Seinfeld of Elaine Bennis going a dingo H your baby. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like, the writing is kind of on the wall with this pick, so I have decided what I'm going to go with. All right, Dan, I'm do ready you to want to add uh, any oh. discussion? Nope, I'm all set. I'm all ready right. to go. Uh, and are we posting in this this in the Popcorn Punch Out uh, channel, or are we doing it in the uh, uh, voice channel thread? Punch Out channel. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, so <laughs> let's get our votes locked in. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. All right, y'all locked in? Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, video rack attack. Oh, and bad boy Bubby gets a clean sweep from all three of us. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. I'm also, uh, just to be perfectly honest with you, I'm really not that interested in watching A Cry in the Dark, y'all. <laughs> hey! I mean, I love Meryl Streep. Oh, whoa, shit. Robert just joined in. Robert's here. Yay. Right in time, Robert. You just, yep. uh, you got just to witness bad boy, <laughs> bad boy Bubby just gave Meryl Streep a spanking. <laughs> that is probably the best way that you could have phrased that, too. All right. <laughs> next up in our, uh, in our pairings, we have that one. And we have that one. I thought you said not that one, as if you're like, nope, not going with that. No, no, I was, I was taking them out. All right, next up, we have walkabout. <sighs> yes, I'm not feeling good about some chances here going up against Rogue. Oh man, yeah. Okay, well, walkabout. I'll say is uh, tagline here: a boy and girl face the challenge of the world's last frontier. 
Under the pretense of having a picnic, a geologist takes his teenage daughter and six-year-old son into the Australian outback and attempts to shoot them. When he <laughs> fails, he turns the gun on himself, and the two city-bred children must contend with harsh wilderness alone. They are saved. Excuse me. They are saved by a chance encounter with an aborigine boy who shows them how to survive, and in the process, underscores the disharmony between nature and modern life. Sounds great. Uh, Walkabout is the 1971 film directed by Nicholas Rogue, uh, 95 minutes long with a rating of 3.9, our highest oh. rated film. And Rogue, Eric? Oh, yes, Rogue. I'm sorry. I went Rogue for a moment and forgot what I was doing. I do this every goddamn time. I was trying to be really professional this time, guys, and I it's fucked okay. it up as usual. All right. Rogue, how fast can you swim? From the director of Wolf Creek comes this terrifying look at nature's perfect killing machine. When a group of tourists stumble into the remote Australian river territory of an enormous crocodile, the deadly creature traps them on a tiny mud island with the tide quickly rising and darkness descending. As the hungry predator closes in, they must fight for survival against all odds. Rogue is the 2007 film directed by Greg McLean. It is 99 minutes long. And it has a rating of 3.0. Also, I want to point out, uh, one of the stars of this film is the star of the highest grossing film of all time, Avatar, Mr. Sam Worthington. I had no idea he was in this. Mm. Also, Patch the Wonder Dog is in this movie, uh, and Mia Wasikowska. So, uh, say, I, was more, I was more interested in watching it until you said Sam Worthington. Yeah, stop, <laughs> stop saying things to hurt the film there, Eric. So That's kind of... Sorry. This is apparently our rogue pairing. Uh, we have one rogue movie uh, and another movie directed by a rogue. So <laughs> I'm really, really torn on this because Walkabout legitimately sounds amazing. But Rogue has a giant crocodile. I mean, listen. So Walkabout is also, well, I mean... We've got a few opportunities to get David Buffalo on here. Yeah, as I say, he is also in Walkabout, so <laughs> he's in Walkabout. He's on the proposition. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know though. I don't uh, know. Robert added in the chat, Walkabout is a classic. Rogue is super fun, and honestly, yeah. that's the dilemma that I'm in right now. Of do I want to go with something that is a, a classic and the highest rated one in our skull and something that like Eric, as you were reading the description, I was like, Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Or do I want a giant crocodile? And that sounds like I'm trying to make a joke out of this. I'm honestly not. I'm legitimately that torn yeah. between this sounds like an amazing well, movie I mean, and crocodile. You, you kind of have to think about what movies do you feel like is going to be the most interesting to discuss? Which and I also I would like to think about. Sorry, I I don't know how much other how many other films on this list are going to have very much Aboriginal representation, which I feel like is kind of an important component. Um, and I and when I say this, I literally don't know. Like there could be other movies that haven't. I just I'm not sure. <laughs> and I don't um, know how many other animal attack movies legitimately stand a chance of advancing. Like if Rogue I mean, Rogue there are so there are you, definitely you many animal out. attack movies. That's the thing you have. You have a lot of animal attack representation on here, so you do have some. <laughs> because I don't have here. any faith that any of them will move forward. Oh, I have faith that one of them in particular. I am. I have a real torch for that. I uh, really hope makes it very far. All right, I. 
I think that I have my vote. Deanna, do you I have am, any further discussion? I have my. I'm locked in. All right. So here we go. Video rack attack. Yep. Ah, thank you, Dan. Walkabout in a two to one vote has advanced over Rogue. I'm so sorry. I'm really bummed that we don't have Wolf Creek here either because now we get no Greg McLean uh, representation at all. Um, and Rogue really does sound great. Like, yeah. I have. I'll watch Rogue without a doubt. I will watch Rogue this month. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, 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 took, I took a chance. I, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, I, I think there be... are more interesting animal attack movies on this list, though. Sure, or at least more. So yeah. th- this one, I felt fairly confident Walkabout was going to win, and I, I really like. I'm, I'm actually glad that it won. I really, really wanted to talk about it. Also, Rogue. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, we took a chance, but I am glad that Walkabout is the one advancing. All right, next up, we have two movies that I am getting out of the skull. Next up, we have Chapa going up against. Picnic at Hanging Rock. Oh, man. Motherfucker. <laughs> man. I think All these right. are my favorite pairings, the ones that get one of you upset about them. <laughs> All right, Chopper. Never let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. The true and infamous story of Australia's notorious criminal Mark Chopper Reed and his years of crime, interest in violence, drugs, and prostitutes. Sounds fun. Uh, Chopper is the 2000 film directed by Andrew Dominic. 94, 94 minutes long with a rating of 3.6. All right. And then we have Picnic at Hanging Rock. On St. Valentine's Day in 1900, a party of schoolgirls set out to picnic at Hanging Rock. Dot, dot, dot. Some were never to return. Man, that makes this movie sound way more like an exploitation film. Uh, yeah, in the early 1900s, Miranda attends a girls' boarding school in Australia. One Valentine's Day, the, the school's typically strict headmistress treats the girls to a picnic field trip to an unusual but scenic volcanic formation called Hanging Rock. Despite rules against it, Miranda and several other girls venture off. It's not until the end of the day that the faculty realizes the girls and one of the teachers have disappeared mysteriously. Picnic at Hanging Rock is the 1975 film directed by Peter Weir. It is 117 minutes long and it has a 3.8 rating. So it sounds like we've got a lot of mysterious uh, disappearances uh, going uh, on. That's fucking Australia for the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel Don't like fucking most... fucking wander off. A lot of wide open spaces. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of the disappearances in Australia probably aren't that mysterious. Some animal killed you. Like, I don't feel or, like that's that or mysterious. <laughs> or so, or Either an animal or a chopper has murdered you. <laughs> Those are the only two options. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's so so I don't really have much to add to uh, to this debate. Um, Dan. Rubber has added sounded... more like Peter Weird. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Dan, uh, since you got the motherfucker out of that, uh, what are some of your thoughts on this pairing? Uh, this this is the pairing of the film I 
most desperate to see and my favorite of the films that I have seen of these. Yeah. Um, yeah and Robert I mean, Chopper is, yeah, sorry. It's, I, I love the story of the outlaw. This story very much reminds me of the, um, early, um, Thomas Hardy film Bronson where it's, yeah. just, you know, you're just spending all this time with this very enigmatic and charismatic, you know, anti-hero villain guy. And Hanging Rock is a fucking masterpiece of a film. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's interesting. And it's it's the debut of Andrew Dominic, who is like a, mm-hmm. a, a very big voice in, uh, you know, contemporary art house cinema. And is making uh, waves right now. Yeah, with uh, with Blonde, his Marilyn Monroe doc, or not mm-hmm. not doc, biopic, uh, that's coming out here soon. Not, um, not even and, a biopic. It is like a a like distorted view based off of a book, like a fictional book about her. So it's not right. like a this mm. is a true it, story of her life. It is a fictional narrative <clears throat> based off of a book that was a fictional narrative based off of Marilyn Monroe's. Uh, that's a good point yeah it almost seems like it's kind of in the vein of like jackie the um the natalie portman movie about jackie kennedy it seems like it's kind of in that vein where it's a very subjective kind of film Mm -hmm. about a real life person so i'm i'm excited about it but um based off of what i've heard it sounds almost more like once upon a time in hollywood being described as a um oh shit why am i drawing a blank on uh on on her name um uh sharon tate Yes, it, it it would be like describing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a Sharon Tate biopic. It's like I I mean, well, I mean she's not really in it. Uh, I mean, it's not about her. But, I, I see what you're saying. Though, yeah. Right. yeah. Um. Anywho, I yeah, this one's tough. And Chopper also, I like I like that you mentioned the outlaw nature of the film because I feel like that is something we're a little underrepresented on with this list. Like we don't have any. There are so many like Ned Kelly adaptations, and <laughs> Ned Kelly is a big part of the. Uh, Australian history there, and I'm I'm a little bummed. I really wanted to get true history of the Kelly Gang in here too, um, but uh, anywho, it just uh, wasn't on the cards apparently. So Chopper mm. yeah. to me, from what little uh, I've seen of it, uh, and by what little I've seen, I mean when I looked at Letterbox and saw the picture, and based on the description, it sounds like an Australian version of uh, the, uh, a biopic about Alien, and I just keep expecting them to say, you know, look at my shit. So. <laughs> You, know, you also get chubby Eric Bana, which oh yeah. man, Eric Bana is so great. He's so he's such an undervalued actor. I feel like I love him so much. But yes, I I'm ready. If you all are, I've got. My I am ready. I I'm ready. Uh, I've not locked in my vote though. I, I like it's locked in my brain. I've not written it down. So one second. Mm. All right, I have my vote locked in. Video rack attack. Oh man, Ooh. I'm actually a little surprised at this. We have a clean sweep for Picnic at Hanging Rock has defeated Chopper handily. So, Dan, what about your uh, commitment to not let any of the audience picks advance? <laughs> um, <laughs> did that go out the window when they had a, a five really great picks again? Well, here's the thing: Andrea listens to our episodes, and she adores Picnic at Hanging Rock. And if uh-huh. I voted that out in round one, I would not hear the fucking end of it. Um, we can't do that to Peter Weir. We and, we and honestly, if it hadn't made the audience pick, it would have been my number one pick. So, 
So uh, I've not been asking on the previous ones because uh, so far the only one that seemed like it would have been um, even in contention, but uh, chaos cards. Uh, oh yeah, Dan, you added chopper, so you are first mm-hmm. in the chaos order. Now remember, you only have one going into this. You want to use your chaos card, and nope. chopper? All right. Uh, nope, Aaron, I'm good. You... Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. Chopper. I have one film in this entire thing that I would save with a chaos card and only one. So fascinating. I cannot wait to hear what that is. All right. Next up. We have. Next up, we have the proposition. Ah, uh, yes. Going up against. I'm going to look forward to this debate. Romper Stomper. Dan <laughs> <laughs> just like threw his body backwards in his chair. Like that was the biggest physical reaction I've ever seen you have on the show, Dan. <clears throat> now, I'm, I'm pretty sure Dan got up and walked away uh, at one of my either stupid puns or like the yep. third time. Nope, I'm, I... now, I'm now getting drunk because <laughs> he's down. he just picked up his foster and started downing it. I can't face this choice. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the I, yeah, man, I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm so like thrown by this right now that I, uh, I haven't even looked it up yet again. Okay, it was uh, romper stomper, and the other one is the proposition. Yes, all right, proposition is a film that is about stuff. All right, the proposition: this land will be civilized. Set in the Australian outback in the 1880s, the movie follows the series of events following the horrific rape and murder of the Hopkins family, allegedly committed by the infamous Burns Brothers gang. Captain Morris Stanley captures Charlie Burns and gives him nine days to kill his older, dangerous, psychopathic brother, or else they'll hang his younger, mentally slow brother on Christmas Day. Nice family. Christmas movie. Christmas movie, Uh, yeah. Gotta get a Christmas movie, yeah. This was the 2005 directorial debut of John Hillcoat, 104 minutes long with a rating of 3.7. All right, Romper Stomper. His the the uh, tagline here says, "Give him smack and head special." I feel like there <laughs> it's missing some articles there, but anyway, uh, Nazi skinheads in Melbourne take out their anger on local Vietnamese who are seen as threatening racial purity. Finally, the Vietnamese have had enough and confront the skinheads in an all-out confrontation, sending the skinheads running. A woman who is prone to epileptic seizures joins the skin's merry band and helps them on their run from justice. But is her affliction also a sign of impurity? Romper Stomper is the 1992 film directed by Jeffrey Wright. It is 94 minutes long with a rating of 3.3. Oh, excuse me, Robert. It is Melbourne, not Melbourne. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> Jeez, Eric, get it right. So glad we have listening. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, he's also saying there's no such thing as fosters in Australia. I mean, it does exist, but no one has ever drunk it. <laughs> That's what I always assumed. I always assumed if it was over in America, it. I figured it was probably like the Dos Equis of, you know. That's crazy. You're, now, next thing you're going to tell me that there's not an Outback Steakhouse in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you're going to say is no one ever put shrimps on Barbies. Like, that's Where just that come from, I don't even know what that comes from. He's it's just from the Austra- Australian Tourism Bureau, uh, Bureau right after the Crocodile Dundee film. 
that call oh. saying he was going to put another shrimp on the Barbie. And oddly enough, there was a movie called Shrimp on the Barbie, which I believe had Cheech Marin in it. Oh, wow. That's right. I forgot. I forgot it's from Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. He says we don't put shrimp on Barbies okay. because we don't call them shrimp. They're, They're prawns. Cat- Cali- They're called prawns. prawns. Like, yeah. Called prawns. I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So do you put prawns Robert, on Robert, are you texting while you're driving? Please don't do that. <laughs> All right, proposition, Robert like, Stomper. Once again, Dan, you had the most visceral reaction to that yep. pairing. What are your thoughts? Um, the proposition is so wonderful and bleak, and it's got a f- incredible film score by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Mm-hmm. It, it's um. Oh, it's just such an amazing film. I, I think Hillcoat's an absolute talent. Uh, it's also got Guy, a very grizzled Guy Pierce, and we don't get enough grizzled Guy Pierce. Uh, in fact, the other movie on our list is a very ungrizzled uh, Guy Pierce. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's just an amazing movie and romper stomper. If Edward Norton scared you in American History X. You haven't seen shit until you've seen an angry skinhead, uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Crowe owns this fucking movie. He is terrifying and magnetic and just, it's something to see. And it's also, I mean, it's a, I don't think there's another film like that on this list where it's a very, niche film like this takes place in a very small area throughout its entire film <clears throat> one section of melbourne um hope i'm saying that right um it's burn not born i said ben, <laughs> ben. <laughs> ben. <laughs> we're gonna lose um, robert in this episode yeah sure. <laughs> um yeah, this is this is a very tough choice for me. I've I've seen both of these movies and I love them both so much. This seems like this yeah. might be the most violent pairing of all the uh, Yes, this is yeah. with a doubt some vicious vicious violence. Both of these seem pretty bro- I feel like our pairings are matching up pretty well though cuz you know, we did say we want like w- we want a good variety of films. So I feel like it's we're eliminating some of the uh the redundancies a little bit early on. So I think it works. Yeah. Uh, I want to point out a few things. The proposition has Noah Taylor in it. The proposition has an incredible cast overall, but it has mm-hmm. Noah Taylor, which I'm pretty sure this is the only one that Noah Taylor's in. And I love him so much. I, mm-hmm. I, I really want to put the year my voice broke yeah. uh, on here too, um, to get a little bit more uh, Ben Mendelsohn as well. I don't know if Ben, Ben Mendelsohn's in Animal Kingdom. Animal so Kingdom. He, he is frightening in Animal Kingdom. There's a potential. I think that was kind of like his like international breakthrough at the very That's least. That's what got him and Joel Edgerton really like no. Yeah, yeah. Um David Wenham is also uh in this in that movie and uh unfortunately we did not include uh is it the boys? He's in the boys, right? Or maybe I'm getting that mixed up with something else. Uh anyway, David Wenham, great Australian actor, he's in the like Lord of the Rings movies and stuff. Danny um, Houston doing the proposition, I believe. And Ray, um, Ray Winstone. Yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing cast. 
And again, the score is perfect. The score is absolutely... <clears throat> I mean, I've always loved Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, so anytime so, they're doing film scores, it's amazing, and this one is phenomenal. So the question yeah. that the two of you need to be asking yourselves here before we vote, uh, what kind of violence are you... In? <laughs> I'm going to phrase this as a negative question so that you don't have to like affirm something. What kind of violence are you less in the mood to see and what kind of uh, potential hate crimes are you less in the mood to see <laughs> well and it's also you know are we are we going to get city violence or country violence right because I, the proposition is very much an outback kind of film and the romper stopper is urban i think well and do we really have any other western flavors in here because i feel like you know australian westerns are kind of a a genre unto unto itself, and I don't know if oh, we is, really have much else so, on here. That uh, a genre, not so much. No. All right, I've got my vote locked in. Do the two of you need to continue debating before locking in your vote? <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm nope. I'm all set. All right, here we go. Video rack attack. All right, so Nathan and I have voted for the proposition and stomped romper stomper to Dan's lone vote. I am so sorry, Dan. Uh, yeah, I I think that at Nathan, what you said, oh shit, Dan has posted a gif that says, we came to wreck everything and ruin your life. <laughs> so, Is this your version of a chaos card? card. All right, so oh, Romper okay. Stomper is going into the chaos bracket. I had a feeling, I had a feeling that That's no matter That's the one way. film I wanted that I would have played that card on. Okay. Uh, well, then I will. Eric, were, were you about to say my question of what kind of violence and what kind of fake crime are you less in the mood to see? Is that what yes, that was kind of what I was going with? Is I was like, man, Nazi skinhead seems seems a little tough right now. But I mean, it, it's the kind but of I mean, so you know, it might come. It, this could come back up. Like rape and murder also seems very. That's um, yeah, rape and murder is true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, 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 let's not think for a minute that the proposition is a happy film. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you know, like you, you know that as we're talking about the proposition, we're uh, probably going to talk about the Supreme Court. So you know, like it doesn't matter. Relevant issues are going to come up, regardless of which of those films uh, moved on. All right, next up, we have this movie and that movie. All right, in our next pairing, we have Frog Dreaming going Ooh. up against. Animal Kingdom. Oh, wow. Mm. So, frogs and animals. Frogs and animals. Man, it's crazy how these just these just pair up so beautifully. Chaos Frog is on our dreaming. side. Do what now? I said chaos is on our side. Very controlled chaos, it seems. Frog dreaming. Cody is an adventurer who is about to explore the depths of a legend. Uh, American boy Cody lives in Australia with his guardian, Gaza. Cody is very imaginative, inventive, and inquisitive. He comes across some strange events happening in Devil's Knob National Park associated with an aboriginal myth about frog dreamings, in quotes. Cody tries to investigate, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Frog Dreaming is the 1986 film by Brian Trenchard Smith. It is 93 minutes long with a rating of 2.9. Our lowest so far. Uh, also, stars Henry Thomas, which is very interesting. Yeah, this is that period where they put American 
Americans in films. Like they had mm-hmm. enough money to put like one American in every film. It seemed like. All right. I, here's the here's the tagline for Animal Kingdom. Are you ready, guys? Never ready. A crime story. That's it. <laughs> a crime story. Okay. Following the death of his mother, Jay finds himself living with his estranged family under the watchful eye of his doting grandmother, Smurf, mother to the Cody boys. Jay quickly comes to believe that he is a player in this world, but as he soon discovers this world is far larger and more menacing than he could ever imagine. Jay finds himself at the center of a cold-blooded revenge plot that turns the family upside down. Uh, Animal Kingdom is the 2010 film directed by David Michaud. It is 113 minutes long and has a rating of 3.7. All right. So, so two this movies is... with animals in the titles and about mm-hmm. young children on uh, sounds like very different kinds of adventures. Well, one could say a quest. Indeed, one could. If one had remembered that that was a word that one could use. Oh, also, that was the, <laughs> Isn't that the alternate. That was yeah, the American the title of Frog Dreaming is The Quest. <laughs> Yeah, because they're like, uh, frog dreaming, not something that we can market in the United States, fellas. <laughs> to bring it's a kid's it to you. BT, right? Uh. Although I've got to say, my if it was marketed to my son Owen, and you made a movie called Frog Dreaming, he would absolutely be there with his frog stuffed animals because frogs <laughs> are his favorite animal. And he would be thrilled. And then he would be so, sadly disappointed when it's not about frogs. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if frogs are in it, things, prob- things probably happen that aren't happy to them <laughs> it's like here's a, hey owen did you know that there's a movie called frog dreaming starring the kid from et your favorite movie <laughs> See, i, I kind of took that more as like uh maybe it was a hallucinogen sort of thing like he was going on a quest that was very you know ethereal so totally it's like a yeah. vision quest yeah that All title right. was already taken thoughts Sorry. from the <laughs> about frog dreaming versus animal kingdom they're like, we tried to tell Madonna that she couldn't be in a movie called Vision Quest, but uh, mm-hmm. just can't can't tell Madonna stuff. I don't know what the hell. That was a weird joke. Right. So, um, all Frog right. Dreaming versus Animal Kingdom. What are some of your thoughts? This is very difficult for me because Animal Kingdom is a movie that I was re- I'm really pulling for. But Frog Dreaming is a Brian Trenchard Smith film. We have another one, but it's also a great like coming of it like uh, it's it's one of those like kind of coming of age adventure films and mm-hmm. i don't know how many of those we've got on here i feel like that's a good it might be the only family friendly film we have and Maybe. especially Maybe. Is BMX the Bandit's proposition and rock like, stopper it's enough <laughs> like what were we saying nathan oh did you say off of, uh the proposition and romper stomper like i feel oh, yeah. like a nice family friendly film uh you know could potentially be a nice balance Seems like they're just they're good uh, movies about families, you know, found families and actual families. You know, Animal Kingdom is a good. It sounds like a good family film. <laughs> There's a family. There's a family. Sure. Oh, okay. I am actually like really kind of torn on this. Um, Animal Kingdom's another one with just an incredible cast behind uh, it. Uh, yeah, un- unbelievable. Yeah, I think Jackie okay. Weaver actually got an Oscar nomination. For I this. believe so. I'm pretty sure she did. Jackie Weaver, I think, is in another. I think she is she in. Isn't she in like? Mm, there was another movie that, that we were talking about that she's in. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I want to say Walkabout, but I don't think that's right. Mm. 
Well, she's she. Uh, no, she was in a couple of films. I know that she was when she was much much younger, but I don't know if Walkabout was in them. She, um, she's been around for a while in Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh right. no, she's so, in Picnic at Hanging Rock. That's what it is. Thoughts about Shit, the pairing? Yeah. In any discussion that either of you need to have about uh, about either of these, I don't really have a frog in this race because I don't really know enough about either of them. Um, so there's not really much that I can add to either of these discussions. The only thing that I will say is that um, Frog Dreaming is uh, a childhood classic for uh, Robert Woods. Uh, he put in the chat he fucking loves Frog Dreaming. So, you know... That's that, that's that's all. Just uh-huh. do you want to disappoint our dear friend Robert Woods. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> this is so okay. I'm uh okay. I think I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I I'm going to go with. Do you have your vote heart. locked in? I yes. am ready to rock and roll. All right. Video rack attack. Uh, we've got two votes <laughs> for Frog Dreaming and one for Animal Kingdom, which was cast by me, the loser. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen. I've already seen Animal Kingdom. That's the only reason I picked Frog Dreaming because I haven't seen it yet. Well, in my mind, I was like, the... I'm not mad. No. And I also think that Frog Dreaming might be kicked out if the other Brian Chanchard Smith film pops up. So that's are, that's the only kind of. Just also thinking about the last time that you went with a Robert Woods pick and uh, ended up having to watch the Apple. Uh no, that didn't. I didn't think about mm-hmm. that at all. Uh, I'm you very interested. Frog best like, day ever. Right, and I do feel like Animal Kingdom falls. I feel like Animal Kingdom falls into a space that is represented by some other films as well. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm trying to decide if I want to use a chaos card here. Ooh, interesting. You do have two of them. And you could advance I do one have two of them. to the next round or to the chaos bracket. But we also have some upcoming brackets that I'm really invested in. All right. Here are also the movies that have not yet uh, come out of the skull, just so that you know what. Yeah, sure. That'll be good. There. Um, all right, one second. Let me actually cross the. I can read them off if you want. I've got them all set. Okay, what what are the ones that have not yet come out of the screen? Uh, we, we've not played Dead Calm, Beyond Thunderdome, Fortress, BMX Bandits, Howling Three, The Long Win- Weekend, Razorback, The Loved Ones, Muriel's Wedding, and Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Okay, yeah, we got a lot in there. Yeah, and all right. Some I am good movies. I am not going to use my chaos card. All right. Or, Highly or recommend watching Animal Kingdom if you get a chance. I really need to see this. Really good. All right. Next up. We have. Ooh, a movie that I'm excited to see come out of the skull. And, Howling three? and another movie that I'm really excited to see come out of the skull and I already know it's going to win. So like this is going to be a super quick round depending on how long I filibuster on one of these. All right. So first up we have long weekend. <sighs> Good. Going up against Howling three, the marsupials. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I had a man. Wow. That's a, that is a very interesting man matchup. <laughs> I, All right. I already know what's going to happen, but I'm so happy. Long weekend. Their crime was against nature. Nature found them guilty. Fuck, <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. Oh my God. Okay. When a suburban couple goes camping for the weekend at a remote bait at a <laughs> at a remote beach, they discover that nature isn't in an in an accommodating mood. Jesus Christ. Sorry, go on. Oh, is that all? Is that the entire description? That was it, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Long <laughs> weekend. Long weekend is the nineteen seventy-eight film directed by Colin Eggleston. It is a ninety-two minutes long with a rating of three point four. All right, now we have Howling 3, The Marsupials. The Howling Terror continues. A strange race of human-like marsupials appears suddenly in Australia, and a sociologist who studies these creatures falls in love with a female one. Is this a dangerous combination? The Howling 3 is a 1987 film directed by Philippe Mora. It is 98 minutes long and is our lowest-ranked film at (laughs) 2.3. Philippe Mora, I would also like to point out, the director of Mad Dog Morgan, which you were talking about earlier, the Dennis mm-hmm. Hopper film. He also is the director of Communion. Um, okay, first of all, I'd just like to point out, uh, first question, yes. why is a sociologist studying marsupials? <laughs> just don't, don't try to question it. Don't try to okay. find it. Just... Oh, man. It's... <laughs> all right so what, which one do you want to talk about first do you want to talk about long weekend or howling three the marsupials uh well these are both of the these are both kind of the animals attack mm-hmm. movie they're in that they're in that uh, thing that we were talking about the other one is razorback which has not been pulled yet um yeah i don't even know how to i don't even know how to discuss these two together <laughs> like <laughs> So just <laughs> similar and yet wildly different. All right, Dan, what about your thoughts then? Howling three was the first howling film I ever saw. Oh, <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. So, uh, when everyone, you know, later on when I discovered that, you know, cause I, it, I don't think I saw the first howling until I was probably 19. Um, <laughs> And people were talking about how wonderful the Howling series was. I was like, "Really? The Howling series in was trash. Yeah, the, the Howling series is not good. No, and I've watched, I think, all of them. Do you, how can you say my sister's a werewolf? Your sister's a werewolf is a bad one. Uh, <laughs> isn't so? And Philippe Mora did two and three, right? Yes, yeah. he did. So, uh, so here's one of the things that I want to say about Howling Which, three. Is the second one the one that's subtitled Werewolf Bitch? Or is that my sister's my, a werewolf? Or is that, is that the same movie? It, Howling 2 is your sister is a werewolf. So there might have been like an alternate title uh, called Werewolf Bitch. So here's the thing about Howling 2 and Howling 3. Uh, Howling 2 is not good. It is like so much fun trash and, and I love it. And uh, apparently Christopher Lee like apologized to Joe Dante at some point for being in Howling oh, yeah. 2 because of how bad it was. It is so bizarre, and it 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 is 
it is unique in its bizarreness and i love it for that but we're not talking about howling 2 the reason that i bring that up is because uh philippe mora apparently hated so much like all of the studio interference with howling 2 and like that's not the movie that he wanted to make and so his response was fuck it I'll make my own Howling movie the way that I want to make it. So like Howling 3 is like a passion project for him. And so just all of the stupid shit that's in there is the things that it's just like, all right, yeah, if I just got out of making a movie that wasn't well received, that it's not the movie that I wanted to make, I'm at least going to make a movie that's not well received that I wanted to make. I'm not even sure a studio would know how to interfere with the Howling (laughs) (laughs) I, I yeah they were in- it's so bad I love it 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 is not good at all and it's not even uh Eric I know that you were part of this conversation Dan I don't know if you went back and listened to some of our older episodes um uh, before you joined us but it's not even like our Hellraiser 3 conversation where Hellraiser 3 <laughs> it has problems but there's still enough arguments to be made about uh Hellraiser 3 being like a great movie with just a lot of missteps mm-hmm. Howling 3 is just like it is like eight different movies all crammed into one there's the yeah the sociologist who is studying uh marsupials but then like there's an entire like where marsupial village and like everyone there just they turn into not werewolves but where where koalas where kangaroos i don't know where marsupials and where marsupials yeah they they can kind of control it but kind of not and at one point there is just like a huge 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 fucking boar that like bursts into a tent that someone shoots a bazooka at like Mm. right in front of their face so like they're they're obviously going to die so might as well blow up the uh giant boar along with them there's it is incomprehensible how bad this movie is in a way that I kind of love. It looks really incredible. I have to say like just some of the scenes that they show in the, that documentary, the not quite Hollywood documentary is just, it's the kind of thing that you just really can't believe somebody put on screen. Like it's truly breathtaking. It is. It is. I, again, it is so, so bad. Um, it's just so so bad and and i don't really know what else to uh to to say about it um other than just how how bad it is um but in a way that i still kind of of love um also you know just as as a way to you know maybe mention a thing uh dan did first join us with our February series <laughs> where we did talk about um, uh, the howling. So Which Dan, did you actually talk? I think you started with gin- ginger, ginger snaps, which I think was, was that our second one? I can't remember if you were on the howling. You weren't on our howling. I was not on the howling. Okay. Yeah. It was like the episode, right? It was the, our last Danless episode, I think. <laughs> so all that I'm saying is, this feels like a, a very good um, uh, book ending. Yeah, because it's, it's been about a year and a half since Dan joined us. Maybe it feels like Howling coming home. Would mm-hmm. be a good it way. It's, 
It's a warm fur blanket. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. Are you trying to say that? Are you trying to say that Dan is about to announce his retirement from the podcast? No, no, that? that's not <laughs> not leaving us. Not like a farewell, but just you know, it, it seems like a a, a, a good. It, it seems appropriate. Um, yeah. Also, we don't have any trashy movies yet. So far, we have Bad Boy Bubby, Walkabout, Picnic at Hanging Rock, The Proposition, Frog Dreaming. We might have some exploitations, but we don't have trash yet. Because y'all did not vote for sure. So that's all that I'm putting out there is just Howling 3 is trash, but it's such fun trash that we would have so much fun discussing. Mm-hmm. I, I just, in, in the same way that I made passionate pleas for Mom and Dad Save the World, and uh-huh. for invaders from mars i just i feel like howling three is bad but i feel like it at least deserves an impassioned plea <laughs> being deserving okay. of the video monsters treatment sure okay it's a nice plea i i appreciate it that was good i enjoyed listening to it mm-hmm. uh, i appreciate your passion all right um, so let's yeah. all go ahead and vote for long weekend <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Video it's funny attack. that you think you know how this is going to go. Are, are you all locked in? Yeah. No, yeah. Ready. All right. Video rack attack. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nathan, I am so sorry, but oh, please. Uh, like Dan I didn't I know what was going to happen. Enjoying our nice long weekend while you hang out yep. with the marsupials. Okay. Honestly, the better version of the happening first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had long weekend yeah. typed in before my plea because because like you convinced clearly, yourself. Well, no, because like all right, clearly we're going to talk about long weekend like that. That's just a for, uh, a foregone conclusion. <laughs> but right before I I pushed in, I was like, "What if one of the two of you picks Howling Three as a joke?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that's why I didn't because I knew that I. Uh, <laughs> that i would probably uh now myself over there here's also i mean come on long weekend has the greatest tagline of any movie ever made that was unbelievable oh there's no way that we're that long weekend wasn't going to advance again howling three i felt like it at least i i knew that it wasn't going to make it out of the out of the skull or i knew that it wasn't going to make it into round two i feel like it at least deserved an impassioned plea for people it don't go into it expecting good is not good. Very, very, very not good. But there's something so gloriously trashy about it because of how earnest the, the director was with making the movie that he wanted yeah. to make. And there's some legitimately great sequences in there. And uh like Slade Morris seems really cool based on the the talking head bits that I saw of him. He seems like a really smart guy who just yeah, he literally just kind of had a passion project and just enjoyed making fun movies. Yeah. And uh, like it's so much fun to the point where my chaos gif for tonight's episode is the dude <laughs> blowing up the giant boar with a bazooka. Okay. Which I noticed it has not been deployed yet. I'm <clears> just curious to see I if this is going to happen. It's not. I want to. I Ooh. really want to. But there's two things that uh, I don't want to happen. One, I don't want to waste one of my chaos cards on Howling 3. Like, seriously, are either of you, is there any any movie on the list 
that you would vote for Howling 3 to win against? <laughs> um, maybe? Actually, I want to watch Razorback more. So, yeah, I don't I think... Sh- I think there might be. Yeah. But... Yeah. So... Yeah, like there's no movie on here that I think that either of you would realistically vote Howling 3 over the other one. (laughs) Um, And also, because we are going, because we have um, two more punch outs coming up in September and October, and I feel like uh, having more chaos cards in those brackets are going to be way more valuable. I I don't want to burn a chaos card just to make a point mm-hmm. of uh, why I think that Howling 3 would be really fun for us to discuss. Mm-hmm. I think that the two of you should add it to your, eh, what the fuck, just to, to watch it one day when uh, when you want to throw another mm-hmm. Aussie film on on your uh, uh, in your queue just to get more Australian films covered uh, in the next couple of weeks. And then you can come back and tell me how much you absolutely hate it, except for like three scenes. But, you know, that's that's all I, it, it needed <laughs> to be talked about. Well, I'd like to point out, too, that uh, Robert Woods over here says that he would vote for uh, Howling 3 over one movie in particular. And it's BMX Bandits because <laughs> that film is trash. <laughs> uh, love it. Yeah. And well, and here's the other reason. Uh, I, okay. So uh, in the same way that I talked about um, mom and dad save the world, one of the other reasons that I put Howling 3 in the skull, knowing there's no way that it's going to win. One of the things that I like about our popcorn punch outs is it gives us a chance to at least briefly talk about some of these movies that are so far down on our list of things that we're eventually going to cover that it's like, you know what? It might be years, if ever, before we cover Howling 3. Right. I at least want people to know it's it's trash, but it is a lot of fun. There's some legitimately just what the fuck moments, and not yeah. like oh my god, this is so bizarre, but like uh, just what, what the fuck are they, they just what what's going on here? <laughs> I I unironically have so much fun with that movie. Okay, next up, we have. another movie and i am happy to see come out of the skull there's there are a couple here that i'm like really concerned about well next up you can barricade yourself in your fortress or you can hide out beyond thunderdome oh wow okay man sorry dan all right fortress let's see oh wait a minute hold on okay this is not the Stuart gordon film no this is okay this one okay yes fortress for one teacher and nine children the lesson of the day is kill or be killed uh this is the right one right or right dan okay yes okay got it after being kidnapped by four masked men a teacher and her students rebel by plotting against the criminals that's it uh, uh, <laughs> terrible write-up for that, but uh, uh, Fortress is the 1985 film directed by Arch Nicholson. That's a great director's name. Uh, 88 minutes long with a 3.4 score. 
All right. And Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leaves. Mad Max becomes a pawn in a decadent oasis of a technological society and, when exiled, becomes the deliverer of a colony of children. That's it. So there's both delivery of children in this round. Mm-hmm. Mm. Popcorn Punch-Out apparently just... It's a bit eerie, It loves us sometimes. <laughs> All right, Dan, Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, there wasn't much Beyond to Thunderdome say is the 1985 film directed by George Miller and George Ogilvy. People often forget it's directed by two Georges. Uh, it is 107 minutes long with a rating of 3.0. Uh, I had no idea that there, this was co-directed. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Um, huh. I don't know who George Ogilvy is. Why is it? Why are there two on this one? What's the story here? Don't. I don't really know because everything from it wasn't like Miller was kicked off this film. They apparently they directed in tandem. So, you know, maybe one of them was just riding on the shoulders of the other to greatness. So <laughs> a master blaster reference shoulders master blast. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Nathan. I hate you. All right. Uh, Dan, even though you did not have quite as uh, an audible reaction to this one, you still leaned back in your chair and went, oh, so what yeah. are your thoughts? These on ones the are fucking hard because um, Fortress is one of my childhood favorite films uh, just because I saw it at the, the perfect age. It's about like a one room schoolhouse that's got kids between the ages of like five and like 14 uh, and one day for armed robbers show up to take them hostage to kidnap them and ransom them. So they ditch them in a cave and like seal the cave shut. Uh, not knowing that the kids find could find a way out with the teacher, which they do. And then it turns into a game of cat and mouse with the, the teacher and the students eventually kind of turning the tide against the armed robbers. Uh, terrifying movie. Really scary. This kid. Hmm. Um, it was one of those that like I thought I had imagined it for the longest time. Oh wow. It was always on HBO. And anytime I ever asked anyone, hey, have you seen Fortress? They're like, oh, the Christopher Lambert film. And I'm like, no, not <laughs> Lambert film. Uh, but yeah, it's it, what it great was, friends you have that they're like, oh yes, the Christopher Lambert film. Yeah, it was uh, this was actually like an HBO financed film, so that's why it was on HBO a lot. Oh, interesting. It. Yeah. Um, just a very, very cool movie. Um, it sounds really, really cool. Yeah. And, you know, Beyond Thunderdome is just the, the redheaded child of the Mad Max family. And I love it. <laughs> Cause again, both of these films came out. Are they both 85 films? Yeah. They're both 1985. So these were both on HBO 19. at the same time. I watched them both endlessly. 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I've uh, never seen either one of them. Yeah, I was just about to say, what, what are some <laughs> of your thoughts like on hearing? Um, I don't know. This is tough because Fortress seems like a really fun kind of like hidden gem of a film. And Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome... Like I almost, I almost feel like I have a little bit of a bias against Mad Max because, like, when you say Australian films, I feel like it's the first 
thing that people always think of, which again is why I like that it was beyond Thunderdome that we went with because it's not, it's, it's not the Mad Max pe- movie that people reach for. Um, I like that Mad Max also has Bruce Spence in it and he is awesome. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I don't so, know. And Fortress just seems it has a, like, a guys in animal masks. And uh, a Santa and a Santa Claus. Yeah, so yes, this is all. I guess we could also call this one a Christmas movie. <laughs> Do we have any other post-apocalyptics though? Like in trying to have that nice diversity of films. So far, um, no. But we do have like other children in peril or at least children in difficult situations with walkabout mm-hmm. and questionably a picnic at hanging rock in a kid venture with frog dreaming. <laughs> Is Fortress like I don't know if it, I'm watching the trailer on IMDb right now, and like I don't know if it's just because of the transfer or what, but it almost looks like it's shot on like a video cam, like a DV cam or something. No, it's just a trailer. It's just a trailer. Okay, yeah, it's just the the transfer there. So uh, it'd be kind of cool if it was shot that way. That was probably um, pulled like right off of an old HBO VHS. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. This looks so. This like the dude in the Santa mask looks terrifying. Like. It's really scary. All right. Especially because they're like very young kids. Do you need uh, any additional discussion? I I think I, that I have my vote locked in. Uh, this one's not necessarily easy for me. There's a lot of things I to know. consider. Again, not having a post-apocalyptic. But we do have, <laughs> um, you know, a very violent <laughs> Sandy movie with a proposition. So... <laughs> I don't I'm, I'm ready. Dan, you locked in? Locked in. All right. Video rack attack. Oh, oh wow. Oh. That is surprising. We have all three of us have voted for Fortress. Damn. Damn. Mad Max completely kicked out of the punch out. Wow. Uh, take, take that, Mel Gibson. Eric <laughs> and Tina Turner. Dan does not have a chaos oh. card. However, you Dan have does, two. Wait, Dan doesn't have a chaos card. Oh, no, I, I used mine for Romper Stomper. That's I, right, I forgot you I moved one. the plug in my thing here. So hold on. Oh, okay, yeah. Dan, Dan is taking us for a ride here. Yeah, um, no, I will not be using my chaos card, even though I will say... I'm going to go ahead and reveal this now, because I don't think I'm going to... Uh, I don't think I'm going to use this thing. We'll see. But I want to show you guys my chaos card here because I made a special one. Uh, it is a picture of one Max Rokotansky. Uh, <laughs> and it says, my world is chaos and blood. So it's actually from Fury Road and not Beyond Thunderdome. But this, this, this is my chaos card I created. You, see, the, uh, the chaos card that would have been perfect for this would have been two movies enter, two movies leave. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that would have been pretty good. I didn't. Is that like actually? I guess that's a line from the movie. I didn't know that that was actually yeah, no, from like, Beyond like, Thunderdome. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that like, is, that's that the whole thing. Actual rule of Thunderdome: two men enter, one man leaves. Right. That's just one of those like colloquialisms or just oh, thund- Thunderdome are decided to the death. So. For me, the only thing that like I know of Thunderdome is Welcome to the Thunderdome. But I don't even know if that's actually from the movie. That is not from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah no two men enter one man leave is uh pivotal to the movie and um interesting things happen because of various yep. strict post-apocalyptic rules so all right mm-hmm. we are down well I'm, I'm not using my case card for that either Shocking. that is still a stunning upset i am so pleased with that all right we have six movies left with only one more pairing so the movies that have not yet come out of the skull dead call bmx bandits razorback the loved ones muro's wedding and priscilla queen of the desert so eric the odds are in your favor (laughs) i mean not really jesus christ (laughs) only one three of your movies are still in the skull and then yeah yeah well i mean there's some movies in there that i'm just like kind of hoping don't come out because i feel like they're probably not going to have a chance i'm thinking the skull of decision hates nicole kidman that's what i'm thinking apparently <laughs> keeping her really really like to hope I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping god damn it well this sucks man. you can hold on to your hopes because we are about to discuss two movies that I know what they are. I'm not really that <laughs> invested in this. And I'm a little oh, wow. sad. I'm very sad. Very sad that um, that a couple uh, movies did not come out of the skull that we are definitely going to talk a little bit at some point when we come up with a name for when we talk about the, mo- the movies that didn't come out of the skull. So in our final pick, uh, our final pairing in round one, we are talking about Muriel. The Leftovers. Wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to ride to that wedding on some BMX bikes. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Well, so we did And Muriel's wedding? Wow. BMX bandits against Muriel's wedding. That is fascinating. This is a really (laughs) wacky double feature. I I dig it. Um, Well, at least we got a Nicole Kidman film. (laughs) We also got all of Dan's movies out of the skull. Yeah, we did. Oh, fucking. All right. So pulling up muriel's wedding i am so sad about the loved ones and dead calm i'm so sad about that well uh as a in memoriam for the loved ones um i'll play as a, a little bit of uh post episode music uh some of robert woods singing an original mm-hmm. song based on the loved ones so look forward <laughs> to that after the episode the loved ones is one of the uh movies that i had seen <laughs> No, we're not talking <laughs> the about only that right now. in this skull of decisions that I had seen. We'll talk about that uh, shortly. First, let's talk about okay, yes. Muriel's Wedding versus BMX Bandits. Muriel's, Muriel's Wedding. Success is the best revenge. A young social outcast in Australia steals money from her parents to finance a vacation where she hopes to find happiness and perhaps love. Muriel's Wedding is a 1994 film directed by P.J. Hogan. 106 minutes long with a rating of 3.7. And then we have BMX Bandits, which I believe is the debut film of Nicole Kidman. BMX Bandits, they're burning up the streets. Teens PJ and Goose get their thrills on BMX bikes, performing hair-raising tricks all across Sydney, all across Sydney, Australia, excuse me. Along with their new friend Judy, they discover a box of walkie-talkies and find out that a gang of criminals intends to use them to monitor police signals during a bank robbery. 
When the young trio snatches the devices, it propels them on a hair-raising adventure in which their pedaling skills might just save their necks. <laughs> BMX Bandits, the 1983 film directed once again by Brian Smith. It is 88 minutes long with a rating of 2.8. Not All our right. lowest. Uh, wait, no. Oh, no. Not our lowest. Our second lowest to come out. Yes. <laughs> it's slightly higher than a. Uh, I think Howling Three might be our lowest film ever. Oh, surely not. Uh, Didn't we have one that was a one? That was in the no. I don't. I don't think we've gone below two, but I think we might have had like a two or two point one. I can't remember. I don't know. Wow. What was mom and dad save the world? Is that a- <laughs> I'll look it up, uh, as, as the two of you discuss. All right. So, uh, yeah. Thoughts on Muriel's wedding versus BMX bandits. So Muriel's wedding is actually the movie I was hoping would not be drawn because I feel like it doesn't have a chance. Um, I, I would love to discuss. I, I think it's the kind it's, the most of all the movies that we have on here, I feel like it is the biggest outlier in terms of tone. Um, Cause it is just, you know, a romantic comedy, which we don't talk about enough on this show. Like I fucking love romantic comedies. I don't care. Like dude, add it to just one so, of the theme punch outs. I th- I've thought about it. I really like, I actually have it written down as like a, as a, uh, as a theme to potentially discuss because yeah, we just don't really get enough of that flavor on, on this show. I feel like, um, and I, I mean, Tony Collette is just like the one of the greatest actors who ever lived. I mean, she's just unbelievable. And this is an early film for her. I wanted to get some representation. And this is one that's like where she is, you know, the centerpiece of the film. Um, so, yeah, I I'm I'm excited that it came out because of the potential. Um, and I was ex- I was interested in BMX Bandits, but I've actually like Robert has uh has made me question that a little bit because he was talking about how it is a piece of shit. <laughs> the, the fact that he but was it also saying, sounds like so much fun. Well, the fact that he was saying that he would vote for Howling Three over BMX Bandits. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just very fascinating to me. Um, and I also like. I mean, BMX Bandits just seems like the kind of movie that I would have loved as a kid. You know, like that's the kind of shit that like Disney Channel doing Brink and airborne and those like roller skating type movies <laughs> it feels like it's very much in the vein of that or even like the power rangers movie which i love because it's like so much of that movie is just them like skydiving and doing skate tricks and a bunch of like random sh- shenanigans and this movie just seems like it's kids on bikes as to like an extreme that americans were afraid to go to uh BMX Bandits is the whole reason my first big kid bike was a Huffy BMX bike. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so you actually watched this as a kid? I did. I watched both this and Rad as a kid. Rad. Okay, Rad. I was I was getting this confused with Rad for a, a Well, bit. they are yeah. both heavy BMX bike movies. I I think I was thinking they were the same movie actually. Mm. Which one yeah. didn't Vinegar Syndrome do a release of one of these, or did they do they both? Did, they did they rad, did rad. Rad. Yeah, okay. Uh, which was directed by American stuntman Hal Needham. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like you know, Burt Reynolds film fame. Yeah, he did like Cannonball Run and yeah, uh, Hooper and stuff. I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, the, uh, Rat's international title is Hell Track. That's great. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then of course I mentioned that I really want a Brian Trenchard Smith film. We have one so far 
Mm-hmm. But BMX, like advancing BMX bandits, greatly increases our chances of that. So like, I am that's like your safety school. Yeah, <laughs> I am a bit torn. Well, I'm also watching the trailer for this right now. Both of these. Stop watching trailer. trailers while we podcast. Both of these no, could just, potentially end up on future punch outs. We could do a romantic comedy. We could do a uh, kids on bikes. That one might have to be, you know, expanded a little bit because when you typically think kids uh, on bikes, you think of like, bikes, and, skateboards, other you know, dirt bikes, extreme sports. Yeah, but we could also yeah. do, yeah, like a, an extreme sports thing like this one or the uh, the one that I watched last year, I think, during our um, transportation exploitation where it was essentially Romeo and Juliet on skateboards. Um, <laughs> I, I forget the name of that one. Uh, it was it was fun. I remember you t- telling me about that it was it was fine it was dumb but it was fine i i had fun with it uh, i don't remember the name of it right now but yeah so like there's sort of a like you know kid extreme sports-esque thing where uh yeah so both of these i could easily see showing up again later we could do a, a, a nicole kidman uh punch out we could do thrashing by the way is the thrashing. name oh yeah yes thrashing gleam in the cube there's a bunch oh yeah Man, this actually—I actually really like the idea of doing this. Um, but anyway, now we're talking. We could also do a Tony Collette punch out. So both of these uh, very easily could show up on on future punch outs. Um, I have my vote. I am because I don't think that my reasoning would actually sway either of you. I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. Video rack attack. Yep. Yep. That's, that's about how I, how I expected that to go. BMX bandits have, uh, have run down Muriel's wedding. They've you know ruined why? it. It's ruined. Cause wedding is over. Cause howling three didn't make it. So we needed a trash pick in here. So, and we have it. I mean, Eric, are you gonna I mean, are you gonna uh, chaos card Miro's wedding? You got two of them. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm good. I'm good. I am a little concerned right. though because we now have Romper Stomper, and uh, wait, is that it? That's the only that's the only one in the chaos. So far, that's the only one in the chaos, chaos bracket. Oh, okay, okay. For some reason, I was thinking I was thinking something else had been advanced. I was actually thinking it was Howling Three. I guess it wasn't though. <laughs> okay, it's it's far too okay. late to go back and do this, but. Eric, would you have voted for Howling 3 over Romper Stomper if those two had come out in the chaos bracket? Um, honestly, I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Just for the fun of it. Just, just because it feels like I kind of want that to be that just seems like a fun wild card. Um well, it's yeah, too late no. now, and I already bent the rules enough last time during our musical punch out, so I'm not gonna do that again. It also kind of depends on it depends on what else it has been picked. I feel right. like, like it, it depends on what kind of flavor we want to get. So. Exactly. Um, all right. So do you want to talk about the ones that did not make it out of the skull now, or do you want to do that at the end of the episode? The, the fourth, <sighs> uh, dead calm razorback loved ones and Priscilla queen of the desert. Do you want to give them a quick in memoriam now, or do you want to do that at the end of the episode? I'm good now. I mean, I was dead. Let's calm. Talk about I that was now. really I am pissed that dead calm did not make it out of the skull. 
I was so rooting for Dead Calm. I was so rooting for Dead Calm. I'm so mad. Dude. We are, we are much lesser without Billy Zane in our life. Yes, God, we I are. Know. That one also should have been in our transportation exploitation because it's all on a boat. It's three people yep. on a boat. It is fucking great. Sam Neill is amazing as always. Billy Zane is Billy Zane as always. It is tense. It is, I feel like, a, a, very, a very Hitchcockian type film. Very Hitchcockian. Mm. I feel like it was also a very strong inspiration for uh, Harpoon, which we saw at Chat Film Fest uh, a couple of years ago. It yeah. is, um, it, it is, it is, it is just wrought with tension throughout where you're constantly going back and forth thinking oh well clearly the good guys are going to win oh wait no they are absolutely fucked and then it's like well wait no no surely they're not going to end it like that quickly that early surely they're going to have a rally oh no they're just going to like it is it's not like you know the, the most suspenseful like edge of your seat like you know grasping at your heart because you can't take it kind of movie but it is just a fucking artfully crafted very tight tense thriller throughout and i adore it and the ending is so not what you would expect based off of the rest of the movie like just the the literal ending shot is not (laughs) what you would expect at all based off of everything else that you've seen on screen there there are legitimately sad moments it is a great movie it is one that if if dead calm had come out of the skull that one would have been in very heavy contention for a chaos card if it had not won in whatever pairing it went up against. Yeah, same. And it's also uh, the only, excuse me, the only Philip Noyce. Uh, Noyce. Yeah, the only, the only, I very not Noyce that we did not get a Philip Noyce film in here. So that's a bummer that there's no Noyce representation. Uh yeah, such a bummer. And also, the loved ones is another one that I felt like mm. could have taken it into the paint and like made it all the way to the very end because that is a fucking great, great little contained horror thriller film. The one that I have actually seen, uh, I really love it. And I think Sean, Bur- it's a crime that Sean Byrne has not made more than two mm. films at this point. Um, yeah, would have loved to have gotten that on here. Uh, Dan, any additional thoughts on Dead Calm or Loved Ones before we talk about Razorback or Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? I, I would have definitely loved to have seen the Loved Ones. Have you not um, seen it yet? Because I've not seen it yet. No, no, I've seen that oh, movie. Well, I've not those seen ones it yet. Like, one of those films that I've seen that no one else I know has seen. <laughs> so mm. it's just, you know, would have been fun to get a chance to talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's so great. And it feels very, it feels very much like a standout among a lot of these other films, like very mm-hmm. different in tone and style and execution. Well, I've yeah, not I'm, seen it, so I'm going down. to try my damnedest to make sure that I watch it. Uh, during yeah, the you've seen The Devil's Candy like multiple times, so if you like that, I'm sure you'd love the loved ones. I I love Devil's Candy, so yeah, I'm very sad that one did not make it out as well. Uh, Razorback, I mean, come on, we needed a pig jaw. Oh, of course. It's, yeah, we don't have Rogue. Yeah, so that's I, such a bummer. I, I toyed with uh, chaosing Rogue earlier, but it was too early. Like if, if Rogue had been the last one that just came out in this last pairing, it might have got a chaos card because of like, all right, if we're not gonna have Razorback, we should at least have Rogue. So I'm I'm sad that we don't have. Uh, we don't. I mean, we we still have you know a potential animal attack, but. Yeah, really sad that uh, that Razorback didn't come out. Because, I mean, come on. 
It's Razorback. Mm. So yeah, the, Razorback is one of the first movies that came to mind for me when I thought of Australian films. So yeah. and when I when I looked at our master list uh, when putting together the survey. Uh, before doing any research whatsoever, it was like Howling Three, Razorback. All right, what else is on the list? Right, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, and then Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I don't have anything to say about that one because I don't know anything about it. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a, another Guy Pierce film. I, that's another one I haven't seen, um, but it just feels like it's another one of those that is very different from everything else that we had uh, in the bracket. Um, yeah, I, that's <clears throat> that's all I really have about it. It looks like a beautiful film. Uh, it's also got Hugo Weaving, which I don't believe he is in anything else. And he is just, you know, obviously one of, um, you know, he, he's in a ton. He, I guess he he's not, is he Australian? I know he's in a lot of Australian films. You know, I mean, that's part of the reason why he's in like The Matrix and Lord of the Rings and stuff, because he is a native to that area in some way. I don't know if he's actually born in Australia, though. Uh, but anyway, like I, I feel like he is kind of a st- he's one of the biggest kind of breakout stars of Australian cinema, and it's mm. too bad that we don't have a Hugo Weaving film in here. Anywho, anywho, late, fellas. Yeah, I'm uh, I gotta be sad that uh, some of those didn't make it out, uh, especially with some of the other ones that did make it out. But I will say, so far, I love, like, I adore how good the skull of decisions was to us in uh, in all of these pairings yeah we've got we've got an embarrassment of riches here yeah. so the, it, the, it's, mm. i can't be too mad about it the only thing that i wish had been a little bit different is if rogue had gone up against uh razorback and then Ooh. if um if fortress had gone up no if I don't know if one of the other ones had gone up against uh, Dead Queen. That's that would have made me happier. Anywho, all right, on to round two. As I take the losers out, make sure that I, I love watching the process. One of the wrong of, ones. Yeah, I just I love watching the process of Nathan like frantically <laughs> scrambling to get all the balls out and get them all correctly sorted and everything. He's like leaning out of frame here. Uh, this is quite funny. He's literally—it looks like you're individually picking up every single ball that needs to go into it, <laughs> two at a time. All right. So in round two, uh, we have already mentioned this, I think, but in round two, we have moving forward: Bad Boy Bubby, Walkabout, Picnic at Hanging Rock, The Proposition, Frog Dreaming, Long Weekend, Fortress, and BMX Bandits. With Romper Stomper Damn. already advancing into the chaos bracket. All right. I can't believe. Brian Richard Smith is the MVP of this so far. And uh, <laughs> since we already did all of the descriptions uh, and all of that information uh, in, in round one, we're not going to be going back through that, but I did at least write down the average letterbox rating for each of these. So I'll be reminding you of, uh, of what the average letterbox is in each of these pairings. As first up in round two, we have who I feel like um, yet another embarrassment of riches of how the skull is just loving its pairings. We have Fortress mm-hmm. going up against Picnic at Hanging Rock. Oh, sh- 
Oh man. Both involve yep. missing school. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, really quick before uh, before we advance too far, uh, Robert's pick for uh, Robert's if uh, if it had made it through, the movie that Robert would have used his chaos card on was The Loved Ones. So that's yeah, yeah. But it didn't make it out, so it doesn't matter. Uh, all right. So I uh, just wanted to say that before we actually got into the debating. Uh, all right. So yeah. Fortress versus Picnic at Hanging Rock, both with uh, some some uh, kids and Pero disappearing children. Fortress with an average letterbox rank of three point four, and Picnic at Hanging Rock with an average rating of three point eight. I gotta say, like for I mean, for a movie that I've never really heard of, Fortress has a pretty high uh, letterbox rating. Yeah, for for like a, a bunch of. Know. Bunch of Gen X kids, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's a true exploitation we, we, film, but it looks like it's in that vein. We were all left home alone to this movie, so <laughs> we watched it many, many times. And it scarred you for life. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go on this. I'm ready. Yeah, uh, I, I think pretty much when we get into round two, we vote and then we give some of our reasonings. So, um, yeah. Video rack attack. Oh, you gotta be oh. fucking kidding me. Oh, I hate you guys so much. All right, so here's my reasoning. Oh, god damn it. The more that you described it. Okay, well, we need to we need to tell the audience what just oh, happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Eric, do your do. There is a there is a fortress that has been built on top of Picnic at Hanging Rock, and mm. uh, the fortress has won. <laughs> so yep. I, I chose Picnic at Hanging Rock. Damn. Wow. Okay. I, I thought for sure I'd be the lone vote. So uh, so part of my reasoning is I, I don't know what the tone of this movie actually is. So I don't know what I'm going into. But the more that you're describing it, the more it sounds like um, the... Um, oh, shit. What's the... That, that French, like, proto-home alone, like the uh, Operation... Uh, Oh, oh, Dial Code Santa Claus, Claus or like Santa Operation Claus. Père Noël, or Pet games. Yeah, cro- cross that with the Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds good. amazing. That absolutely sounds <laughs> so up my alley. Um, that yeah, that God, that sounds great. Again, I don't know the tone, so I don't know if it's going to be like a really fun, campy, like yeah, kids are you know fighting off the bad guys, or if it's going to be like a dark like kids are not going to be okay. I don't know what I'm going into, and I'm excited about that. It's dark. It is not cutesy. Well, uh, that is going to be something. Um, So, here's the other piece of information. Picnic and Hanging Rock was the top audience pick. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. That did not affect my vote. So it's not oh, it's man. not like when I did that with the uh, Universal Monsters where I knew and was like, all right, I'm going to vote for this one, knowing full well the other one's going to advance. I made my vote for Fortress because that is legitimately the one between these two that just I, I know we've got a lot of kind of kids and peril stuff, but something about that one sounds a little bit more quirky almost man uh but yeah mm-hmm. the king rock is the uh, the audience chaos that is not what i expected i really what did not expect that to be the number one i'm fucking excited because i was i was i had max ready to rock ready to go like i was definitely going to use that it's yeah. gonna have some chaos i rock yeah when, when it comes to the audience picks i feel like it's only fair especially uh, 
if the two of you didn't want to know the answer and I did know the answer, it's only mm-hmm. fair for me to tell you that before you use one of your chaos cards, because that, yeah. that just wouldn't be right. That, that, that would be an unfair yeah. advantage. All right. Man. <sighs> so excited. So Merry Christmas to you, Eric. <laughs> Next up, we have one bad boy, Bubby. Going on a nice little walkabout. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, hmm. Mm. So we do we have some we, like, we have, like it's have, pairing pres- it's pairing like prestige with like grindhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, bad boy Bubby again. The uh, average letterbox rating three point seven. Walkabout three point nine. Hmm. Those are so much closer than yeah. Than I would expect. Um. Well, I'm not going to say anything because I feel like uh, my allegiances are pretty clear on this one. I think you guys kind of know where I'm leaning. I'm sad. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. I uh, need to type in my answer. And I'm... I have no idea what's going to happen, but let's find out. Video Rack Attack. Oh! Wow, okay. Dan and I have formed another allegiance here, and Walkabout has, uh, you know, done has defeated Bad Boy Bubby. I don't know. I don't got a fun, fun one for that. Shocking. Bad Boy it, Bubby has been spanked by Walkabout. I already boy, used that one, though. It burst Bad Boy <laughs> Bubby's bubble. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep, good. With its little spear. There's like a guy with a spear on the cover of Walkabout, so he used his little spear to, to poke it. Pop it. Uh, yeah. any, any reasonings want to be given for uh, for the picks on that one? Uh, Walkabout just looks great. I haven't seen it. I love Nicholas Rogue, though. Um, I think that he is such a fascinating filmmaker. I it, It's one that I was almost a little torn on because Nick Rogue is technically, he's not an Australian filmmaker, but it's, you know, obviously it qualifies in all the other criteria that we had established with Australian actors set in Australia, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, you know, you know me guys, I'm, I'm going for the prestige stuff. I like that. (laughs) And again, I like the uh, Aboriginal representation. Yeah. I, I wanted the Aboriginal representation. Part of the reason I voted for bad boy Bubby is it seems so much more unlike the rest of the movies that we have in here. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. All right. Next up. We have. Frog Dreaming. See how much... It's going to be against BMX Bandits, isn't it? See how much the Skull loves us, and the Skull fucking loves us. Frog Dreaming went up against BMX Bandits. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Brian Trenchard Smith will be going to the finals somehow. Frog... (laughs) Going up against himself. The two lowest yeah. rated films that made it out of round one. Frog Dreaming with a 2.9 and BMX Bandits of a 2.8. But they're the kid-themed films, so it's very appropriate. I love it. Sure. Yeah, this is working out. Ugh. What a what a, what a a lovely skull we have. Mm-hmm. It? It's very nice to us. Uh, all right, I know what I'm voting for. Yep, I'm locked. We'll do it. Video Rack Attack. Oh, and a clean sweep for the frogs. That's that's about what I expected. That seemed pretty pretty inevitable, right, guys? Yeah. Apologies mm-hmm. to Nicole Kidman, but I don't think that she's really. Uh, I don't think she's too upset about 
No. Somebody not talking about BMX bandits. <laughs> also, Frog Dreaming just seemed like the most, you know, kind of kid venture And mm-hmm. with some of the other ones that we've got, I, I, I don't know. It seemed like maybe a nice lighthearted movie that we're definitely going to need to give us some sort of respite uh, in this hell that we're setting up for ourselves. <laughs> Man, that, that gives us this last thing, and this is a, this is a bitch of one. Yeah, next we've got Long Weekend versus Proposition. Uh, long Weekend <sighs> yeah. with an average rating of 3.4 and Proposition average rating of 3.7. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm actually really not sure. All I know is we don't have a modern film in here yet. We're, yeah. all, we're, we're all 70s and 80s right now. We've got wow. two 70s, two 80s. Man, it's funny how we do mm. this. We constantly are like in that zone of 70s and 80s. I mean, those are great movies. Outs. That's why we need to do some uh, some 90s and Audis centric uh, some themes. Mm. Yeah, we, we definitely do. We need to get some classic films in there too. All right. Um, I feel like there's an argument to be made. But I also feel like making an argument would uh, tip my hand. So let's just vote, mm. and then I'll give my reason mm-hmm. for my vote. This, I also, I'm just before we do anything, I'm going to point out that this is our last chance to get some animals attacking. <laughs> oh, I uh, pointed out, I uh, Eric, I probably should have uh, made sure to ask you: Did you want to use a chaos card on Bad Boy Bubby or BMX Bandits? No. Okay. No. Cool. Um. Yeah. So as Eric just pointed out, last chance to get some animal attack, which I feel like is a you know a potentially vital aspect of Australia. <laughs> all right, you all got your votes locked in. Yeah. I'm yep. ready. All right. Video rack attack. Oh shit. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I was. Uh, I was just. Uh, yanking your chain nathan uh the proposition <laughs> dan and i once again are united and long weekend has been defeated which so, is too bad i here's, really here's i was the really thing, though and maybe i should have made the argument before voting but i didn't want to tip my hand and one of you to vote out of spite romper stomper <laughs> is in the uh the chaos bracket uh-huh so far we have fortress walkabout frog dreaming and now proposition mm-hmm. like within the uh, in the chaos bracket picnic at hanging rock and romper stomper mm-hmm. I feel like we're setting ourselves up for maybe a little bit brutal series and he's a brutal country man and maybe <laughs> some nice animal attacks would have been a good respite uh, in all of these human I brutality, <laughs> I don't think that Long Weekend is the fun animal attack movie you're expecting to be. This yeah. is like I'm a movie about a marriage fun. that's dissolving while animals attack them. Like sure, it seems quite brutal. It seems like nature saying, "Yep." Yeah, I mean, I see, I see your point, and I'm, I'm really not happy to be voting against this. Like Long Weekend is another one that I was really, I would love to talk about like it I, I feel incredible. like the 70s is is well represented right now so. but yeah dan your point about i mean the proposition is always what i was going to go for but i also am with you like i think that i mean again proposition you got guy pierce you got that incredible cast overall you got the nick cave soundtrack you got john hillcoat who is a really excellent director 
Uh, and it's a Western. Like I, I love, I want to get that Western flavor in there. Hopefully we'll see, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, Nathan. <laughs> I, Sorry, no, I'm, I am seriously debating a chaos card. Hmm. That will make for a very, uh, interesting Be- chaos bracket matchup. Then that would put in Dan's top pick of romper stomper. What sounds like potentially one of your top picks of picnic at hanging rock. And then long mm-hmm. weekend, mm-hmm. and whatever two lose in the final four would not go into the chaos bracket because we would already have three in there. We're not putting five in. We can do four, but not five. Yeah. The thing that I have to keep asking myself, knowing what's coming next, and we've we've not announced this. Uh, we we are still working out the details, but our plans. We've already uh, been mentioning for a while that for September and October, our theme is Stephen King. And, you know, we're, we're getting some guests lined up. We're doing some pre-planned episodes. So we're not doing a punch out to determine what movies we're going to be talking about. But uh, off mic between last episode and this episode, we talked about doing an actual ranking punch out to where we take the Stephen King movies and go through this whole popcorn punch out thing. But rather than trying to decide on what movies we want to watch and discuss, we're actually ranking which movies do we think are legitimately better. Yeah. I'm very invested in. And the question is, do I want to go into that episode with only two chaos cards? Mm -hmm. (sighs) How passionate are you about these Stephen King movies, though, Nathan? Mm -hmm. How passionate are you is the question that you should be asking yourself. Oh, uh, as passionate as I could possibly be. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm... So, I yeah. need all the uh, uh, all the support I can get. I am not going to use a Chaos Card and Log Weekend. We will inevitably do an Animals Attack series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, Break. Long Weekend. Breaking like my heart over here. That. Yeah, bummer. I'm bummed. Ah, but all right. So this is, we're now advancing to the final round here, right? Yes. Yep. So all right. Moving into round three, we have Fortress, Walkabout, Frog Dreaming, and The Proposition. And go ahead and set these here. Set those there. Okay. So, in our first pairing for round three. We have the proposition. Hunting down some frogs. Uh, Proposition uh, against frog dreaming. What sounds like potentially uh, one of the most violent films uh, in in the uh, punch <coughs> out against the only like family friendly kid venture movie to make it through all of this. And you know you got you got to ask yourself. Dan, as you said, you wanted a nice variety mm-hmm. in, uh, in the final three movies that we pick. How important is variety knowing that currently in the skull of decisions for the chaos bracket, there's romper stomper and picnic at hanging rock. Which of these do you definitely mm-hmm. want to talk? I'm about? actually quite okay with these final six right now. I'm very pleased. <sighs> I'm, uh, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit upset. I'm a little upset. 
Um, Again, remember, wow. whatever loses here is going into the chaos bracket, so it's not dead. I know, I know, but and a but reminder I, of the rankings uh, or uh, ratings: Frog Dreaming two point nine and Proposition uh, three point seven. Yeah, I've just got my chips in a certain basket for that last uh, little bit, so I I know what I'm voting for. Right. I am I am locked. All right, I am almost there. One second. Oh my god, I'm spelling everything wrong. Okay, all right, here we go. I'm ready. Video rack attack. Oh man! Once wow. again, the Dan and Eric alliance has trumped Nathan's dreaming of frogs, and frogs are going to stay in his dreams at least for now. Because <laughs> the proposition is one. Yes, the proposition has shot down those frogs. <laughs> Uh, man, Nathan, I feel like you have a real uh, grudge against the proposition at this point. <laughs> no, it's, it's not that. It's I wanted be, uh, Frog Dreaming no, to yeah. win. Because you realize now that there is a potential that we're going to be talking about both the proposition and Romper Stomper. I'm aware. We are very, very different films, so I'm okay with that. I know that you're okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> they came up earlier. Just, so the proposition is locked in. I'm just saying like when we yes, we are definitely talking about the proposition that is in exciting. our uh, Austrian. Yeah, cinema. that is very exciting for me. I love that. I'm so happy. I'm just bringing that back up because you know when proposition went up against uh, Romper Stomper and was all right. Which one do you want to watch? Rape and murder or um or hate crime? And why do you think I was so unhappy? Dan's <laughs> <laughs> just getting exactly what he wants here, as usual. <laughs> that means that we have the table on us. It means we have walkabout going up against fortress. Walkabout with a rating of three point nine. Fortress of rating three point four. I'm, I'm not happy about this. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now. But I am ready. I am locked. I am locked to in my go. brain. Now I need to put the words into the computer. Video rack attack. Oh, wow. oh no, I can't believe this. Nathan, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm not invested in these. The ones that like I was really rooting for, eh, whatever, they lost a long time ago. I just can't believe it. Walkabout. Oh my God, we're talking about Walkabout. This is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm so happy. Oh my God. Okay, so Walkabout and the proposition yeah. are our two I'm... big choices. I am pretty fucking stoked about the available choices left. This so. is excellent. This is pretty much my dream finale. This is, I'm happy, I'm very happy. Okay, now do we, we have to decide which is beginning and ending, right? Yes, now we vote on what we are going to start with and what we are going to end with. Are we going to start with walkabout uh, or, or proposition? So we put that, uh, we, we, okay, we're voting. The winner of this is what we end with. Oh, okay. Oh we end with yeah yeah because um so the way that i'm thinking or you know what's in my mind with all of this uh because it started with march madness and how we ended with um riders of justice i'm thinking we're saving the best for last is kind of what we're voting for here so the winner quote unquote is what we are ending with to cap off the the month sort of the uh voting for what we're ending with voting for what we are ending with all right. Got it. Okay. Uh, I actually just, I, I initially put down what I want to start with, but I'm actually going to keep it because I oh. changed the direction I want to go. All right. So, video rack attack. 
Oh wow! Okay, this is nice. surprising. We're all in. We've all we're all in agreement. We're ending with the proposition. Yes. Um. Cool. I like that. I. It's funny. My my reasoning has nothing to do with what whether I think it's best mm-hmm. or not. I just think it's the best segue into Stephen King <laughs> because it's and about I gunslingers. Think start talking about Australian movies. Walkabouts. A damn good place to start. That's what I was thinking. It seems like a good place to begin. Yeah. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. of it as. Um, a a very messed up beginning middle and end the kids that get lost breaking the you know uh timeline mm. the kids that get lost in walkabout then grow up to do whatever happens in this middle film and <laughs> end up uh being the the two brothers uh seeking out vengeance at the end because they've grown up with a life of death and violence and so now they have no qualms about uh doing that to others cool yeah Sounds fun. Although, isn't it? Isn't it? Aren't the siblings? Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So that means okay. that going into the chaos bracket, we have Romper Stomper, Picnic at Hanging Rock, Fortress, and Frog Dreaming. What a wild! I, this is never yeah. in my wildest dreams would I have imagined these four movies being in the chaos bracket. <laughs> That is quite a list. Fortress, I think, is kind of the real standout for me that it's made it this far. Mm. Um, Congratulations to Fortress. (laughs) All right. And per usual, we are adding some of the the responsibility of the chaos onto both Dan and Eric. And so, Dan, you get to pick first. One, two, three, or four. One. One. All right, let me hold yeah. these right here. So that is one. And then for you, Eric, one, two, three. One, two, three. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Three is your far left, right? Three. Am I right? Okay, yes. Uh, I'm going with three. All right. Move that. And so, yeah. you're off. All right. <laughs> Doing this not in person, I have to be very intentional to make sure that the two of you don't uh, claim shenanigans on any of these picks. <laughs> question your intent right i have to make sure that it is a i trust you nathan trust me but still making sure all right so the question that the two of you have to ask yourself in this chaos bracket is do you want to go have a picnic or do you want to build a fortress picnic at do you want to go for a picnic or do you want to build a fortress picnic at hanging rock going up against fortress (laughs) damn it uh, the exact same fucking matchup. <laughs> uh, well, let's see if uh, let's see if anything I'm, has changed. One second. Make it could be. I mean, the circumstances have changed. You know, we've got we've got different. We've got we know what the other movies are. You know, maybe we want to. We'll we'll just we'll just see how it goes. We we're oh oh okay. Um, R.I.P. to Romper Stomper and Frog Dreaming, by the way. Mm. Sorry, Dan. Dan. I mean, Dan, you couldn't have it all. You couldn't have it all. I know. I mean, if, this been, if this had been Romper Stomper versus Fortress, I would have been so fucking happy. But Would you have been happy or <laughs> I'm would still, you have been I'm still absolutely happy. torn? All right. Um... Right. That's where we go to vote. Uh, all right. So, Video Rack Attack. Uh, 
Oh my god, I'm so mad that Picnic at Hanging Rock has been defeated by Fortress. I'm excited about watching Fortress, but man, I was really... Fortress, I... Honestly, this is the way that these we're going to watch these films walk about Fortress Proposition. They're going to bleed into each other thematically so well. I, I do think like that... we're setting up our beginning, middle, and end. That is a huge part of why I voted Fortress. They yeah. can't, based off of the descriptions and what you've been talking about, because I've not actually seen any of these, but based off of the descriptions, the kids that had to, um, you know, deal with their dad killing himself and then being stuck out into in the um, um, uh, 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 outback and like having to learn from an aboriginal kid and like learn how to survive then they get back into society they go into school and then they get kidnapped and like don't worry we got this shit and <laughs> so then they continue their life of violence and then they grow up and just all bets are off in my mind we have created or rather, the skull of decisions has just beautifully handed us a uh, a, a lovely Australian beginning, middle, and end. And yeah, my God, the pairings in this, the pairings have worked out probably more perfectly than any other mm-hmm. one that we've done so far. Yeah, it makes sense. I couldn't have expect like it. It was folly of me to expect to be able to get walkabout and picnic a hanging rock and which is why I didn't vote for picnic because it's like yeah. They're the two classics of Australian cinema. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that we have a a classic classic, a new classic, and then sandwiched in between, we have this obscure little uh, kind of exploitation. It feels like it. It feels feels right. I think the director of Fortress should be fucking emailing me right now and going, oh my God, I can't believe you're going (laughs) to... more people to watch this movie (laughs) for probably the first time uh so far no audience picks this month oh oh really zero of them wow that's right yeah that's crazy well dan again as usual you know you got what you want i will say too i'm very excited that um i didn't realize this until just now but fortress is an everett de roche screenplay Mm -hmm. um so i think that you know he wrote razorback and Patrick and uh, he, what he wrote? Did he write Long Weekend as well? I think he did. <laughs> um, I'm trying to look it up right now. I so I I do feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I wrote Long Weekend, Harlequin Razorback, Fortress. The, he also wrote uh, Frog Dreaming. <laughs> so I'm I'm very happy thematically with what ended up. I'm very sad mm-hmm. that we don't have any animal attacks. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, technically, people, Fortress is—they're wearing animal masks. Yeah, I mean, technically, they're animals who not attack. the same. I mean, not the same. But look, at least the writer of Racerback is represented here. Oh, he also wrote uh, Road Games, which we've already talked about before. And like, and we've got two Christmas themed movies, so <laughs> <laughs> that'll be fun. This, I'm I'm That's really right. excited. I've not seen any of these, and I cannot. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for you. And now the question is: Are any of these actually streaming? <laughs> I was just about to ask. Can I, where can I? If Fortress uh, seems like it's the kind of thing that's probably on Tubi, though, right? Like Fortress, <laughs> I think you're gonna have to go to um, archive because that's where I just watched it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, 
Walkabout is on Criterion. What if I accidentally? What if I watch the wrong fortress on purpose? So be fun. I'm gonna watch the. I'm gonna watch the one from last year, starring a, a dude from Chad Michael Murray. Uh, Proposition is free on Vudu and also on the Criterion Channel. So hey, oh sweet. So yeah, that's very exciting. Walkabout, yeah, Walkabout on the Criterion Channel. God, that poster for Walkabout just like, oh, it's so good, so gorgeous. So, yeah. Anywho, Idiot. I'm very excited, fellas. Yeah, that's uh, that that's our Australian popcorn punch out video rack attack bracket, and there's going to apparently be a whole lot of attacking going on as yep. we cover Walkabout Fortress and then the proposition. Uh, any any final thoughts Brilliant. about any of the movies that either did not make it into the skull or out of the skull or um, yeah, just the 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 process overall. I'm I'm so pleased. This 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 was fun. This was a real. I say that every time we do a punch up, but this yeah. was so fun. It was a. These were some really cool films going up against one another with, with only a few where I'm like, oh, there's no way that's winning. <laughs> like yeah. three again. Sometimes maybe this isn't the best gameplay. I don't give a fuck. Sometimes I put movies into the skull. Not for hopes that they will win, but for hopes that they will at least come out of the skull to give me a chance to talk about them because I know we won't have a chance I, to talk about them otherwise for a while. And you yeah. never know, that's the whole reason I went with Fortress. I figured I would get to talk about it in the first round <laughs> and that would be it. But, <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, here it is. Just uh, Here's the thing too about yeah. Fortress. Fortress defeated Picnic at Hanging Rock twice yes which uh, <laughs> again the number one audience pick was defeated twice by the little little movie that could here so that's fun yeah for, for, i think uh, stick out beyond thunderdome life so that's fair if, yeah. if walkabout hadn't progressed i would have gone picnic at hanging wrong at one yeah. one of the points but I, I didn't want to have both walkabout and picnic at hanging rock in, in the two out of the three films right yeah that's fair. I, I I had a feeling they were they were like the two that I wanted to talk about most, mm. and proposition I think were 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 right up there toward the top. Um, so yeah, I'm I can't be mad. I can't be mad at this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really happy. I'm also fucking excited. Like I'm ecstatic that I did not use a chaos card. Yeah, like for the first time ever, I am <laughs> rocking three into the next round. Next round, and I could not be more thrilled about what that's going for i so. i'm super excited that more than likely you're gonna use some chaos cards in our first stephen king ranking popcorn punch out because when we do the second one that's gonna be even more fun <laughs> well that's okay i i'm i'm a, i'm more invested in the first one i feel like yeah yeah i'm very invested in the first one yeah. Second one's just gonna be like this this one here where we're just mm -hmm. having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so that's yeah. a good tease for the audience for the ne next couple months. Yeah. Um, got a lot of a lot of great stuff coming up. Um so yeah, any any final thoughts before we do our closing bits? I'm just so happy. I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> yeah, these these popcorn punch outs always make me smile, even when they make me cry and swear. 
but that's okay. Uh, all right, Dan, where can people find you walking about? You can find me on Twitter at HBO front row and on HBO front row.com. And Eric, where can people proposition you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that can happen on Twitter uh, at the chimerican, just T A G C H I M B R I C A N. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at chimerican reviews and on letterboxd at Eric J A Y. And you can find me slash the podcast uh, in the fortress of social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Video Monster Pod. You can also follow me personally on Letterboxd at The Gargyle. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E. And Dan, uh, if people liked this episode, what should they do? Well, they should uh, listen to all of our past episodes. I totally forgot what I spoke. What I'm supposed to say here. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I love that Nathan doesn't remind us of this stuff now that we. Yeah, but just yeah, listen, uh, listen to all of our past episodes. Follow us on the socials, um, which I'm forgetting what they are right now because it's after midnight. I just said them this uh, okay. They should like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe and shit. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. Five, yeah, yeah give us five stars because we're awesome and we're so much fun. And Eric, why should people uh, keep coming back after they have liked and subscribed? Uh, because next month we're doing some Stephen King shit, which is going to be great because Stephen King is the fucking best. I will be wearing uh, my Stephen King rule shirt for episode one. Oh, I was going to buy one. Now I don't want to because you already have one. So I got, oh, oh I got no, you, you can. You should have one, too. <laughs> we will all just come in our matching Stephen King shirt. But yeah, in uh, September and October, we got two months of Stephen King coming at you. We've got some fun twists on the popcorn punch out formula that I think will be very interesting. Um, and I feel like the Stephen King movies we're covering are not necessarily going mm-hmm. to be what you expect. Not even a lot. Uh, some of them. Be, oh my some God. of them, yeah. Uh, and I'm just excited. I'd, like, I'm just the biggest King head in the world i'm a i'm definitely a constant reader um so yeah very excited about that then in um not in october november there you go we're taking a trip to korea through cinema not in real life sadly mm-hmm. um yeah we're gonna do a south korean punch out to talk about those films and then we'll be working through a new theme punch out to determine what we're doing in december january and February right our so. winter theme punch out and mm-hmm. uh, we need to start putting that together because there are a lot of themes that I feel like very importantly need to be in uh, in, in the survey and anyway, well considering we come up with like three or four new punch episode like ideas in episode <laughs> it's very true <laughs> But, but I do I do want to encourage because I know sometimes uh, for both of you it's just like no this is what I want to talk about right now you know think about either what will fit well with the wintry months or mm-hmm. what will fit well with our stupid fucking names that we keep coming up for our months <laughs> yes we have to we have to design our themes based around puns <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying I feel like uh, you know Cesian's greetings might be something that we need to talk about uh, see, I was I was gonna vote for a yawn you wary where it's the films of Yon Dubont. And- <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean I am very much on board with that. <laughs> 
I'm just, I'm just saying. You, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. Think about oh, things. So uh, and if you want to be a part of the, uh, if you want to be a part of these episodes <laughs> and listen along live, join along in the chat and try to sway our votes <laughs> mid episode. You can join us in Discord. The link is posted in the episode description. So just scroll down wherever you're listening to this and uh, come join us in Discord. Um, we, we try to have some movie-centric conversations throughout the week, and then we try to record every Tuesday night at 9 uh, Eastern. Um, sometimes that changes a little bit. We got kids. Sometimes we're sick. Uh, sometimes, you know, we have to wake up early for work. All those other wonderful adult responsibilities that we have to deal with, but we try for every Tuesday night at 9 and uh yeah our, our popcorn punch outs we we love having the audience participation i feel like it adds a lot of uh, a lot of flavor sometimes to get the audience to try to sway us mid-episode which has actually happened so that's not just an empty promise we have been swayed by the audience before and i think that's it i can't think of anything else because now i am very tired and as you could probably tell my voice is starting to give out even more than it was at the beginning of the episode so that's been it for this episode of video monsters where we take movies seriously but not ourselves good night everybody I'm just sitting here just laughing internally about January because it's the kind of thing that like if you write it down you wouldn't be able to figure it out because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's still J-A-N oh god it's so funny I, I love it whenever we do those because like I remember like whenever we have puns that like you can't really spell out like my favorite one is uh oh fuck the July <laughs> yeah. Like when we did Joel Schumacher, like when you write it out, it's just it looks, it like, looks like Jolie. Jolie. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way to be able to explain uh, unless you do Joe dash L I E or something. Like you can't, it, which breaks the format because it's Joel. Well, and uh, where we have to like very heavily emphasize when we say it, Joel lie. Yeah. yeah, Joel. And yeah, you can't do Joel dash Y. Cause, oh, it's just, it's funny. Yeah, one, one of my favorites is still United States of America. <laughs> oh, that's the best pun we ever came up with. Yeah, mm. that's, that's great. That was good. How about we, I mean, you, I'm pretty sure that was you. Yeah. Don't you know that we can be the loved ones? Just you and me. Baby, won't you listen to my plea? The loved ones dancing at the I'll show you what I got, baby, you'll agree The loved one, and this will be our song No need to have you with me because, girl, you know you drive me insane, drive me insane. Yeah, you're drilled into my